And I can just let that one run for the for the whole episode. Of course, you're listening to the Black Print episode nine. It's Damn, me. It's episode nine. Yeah, episode nine. Yeah, that's consistency. Yeah, we're doing it, man. <laughs> Is it episode nine, MC? Yes. Okay, episode nine. Yeah, we got, we got it. We good. We good. We are back. Of course, I am J Five here with Josh Pease. What's going on, Josh? Josh Pease, aka uh, Hawaiian Pear P. <laughs> I'm drinking this green juice, um, pear, pineapple, celery, spinach, kale. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Whole Foods. Shout out to them. Whole Foods. I, I, someone hit me up the other day and said, I wonder how long Josh will be able to do the uh, Pugnasis P, uh, Pineapple P, all that shit. They're wondering how many episodes you'll be able oh, to keep this up. it's going to go forever. This shit don't stop. Yeah. Uh, of course, as, as I've already asked, or I've already mentioned, MC is also here. What's good, MC? Doing well. It's already month of May. Years running by extremely fast, but May's gonna be good. I think for all of us, May's gonna be very amazing. Hey, listen, my it's life be, it's supposed to be great for J Five. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's almost time for our dog here. You feel me? I'm really ready for it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why this rush shit it? Is too much. Don't already. rush it. You ain't from Russia. Come on, now. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nelly. <laughs> hey man. Y'all don't know what it takes to, to to actually like plan something like this out. This is like a monumental. This is the biggest thing I've ever planned in my life. Yeah. In case for the viewers that don't know, J Five is getting married. Yeah, I wish we had a round of applause, but we didn't have this. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> that, that's that's definitely what it fucking sounds like right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that, this, this is the applause right here. There you go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. We got it. Shout out B. Shout out to B. Shout out to B. But yeah, it. Uh, I think I don't think this actually will actually ruin anything with us recording though. I think I just. It just so happens that like every single moment that we would be recording, I'll be back by that point. So we'll be, we should be good. Oh yeah. I think actually the week of is the, our next amp episode. Oh and shit. Yeah. So like that Wednesday will be. It's fine though. It's cool. Yeah. It's all good. We amp. we we gonna. Oh yeah. We are doing that from the um, strip club. That's the bachelor party amp episode. <laughs> yeah. Players club. <laughs> that's what we're calling it. <laughs> all right. I was so about to say the exciting thing is all three of us are actually going to be in the building for this amp episode. But damn, I didn't know where we were going. That's true. Yeah, we that's that true. Up. That is actually true. When when are you getting in? When are you getting into LA, Mark? Uh, eight a.m. It's six a.m. flight out in um, Fort Lauderdale. So I'll be in LA at oh well, at eight a.m. What Fort Lauderdale. Fort, you got to drive all the way to Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. Unfortunately, these, these fucking, bro, yo, I don't know why we don't have a segment for these airplane prices, yo. These airplane prices are getting a little bit OD. I can't They're fly crazy. out of my traditional airport because of how expensive this shit is. So I have to drive almost an hour out to go to Fort Lauderdale to be able to fly out of LA to save up a decent amount of bread. So. Wow. When I think of Fort Lauderdale, I think of uh, Married with Children. Albany, that's where they went to vacation. Really? Fort Lauderdale. I thought you were going to say like Ace Hood or something. Nah, I watched Married with Children. <laughs> no, no it's, it, it is really crazy. I was looking at flights to, to D.C. Usually get to D.C. is about 300, 350, which yeah. is it's fine. It's a hub. It shouldn't be any more than like 275, 300, whatever. Yeah. $645 to get to D.C. Some, 700 at the highest. God Hell damn. no. Like absolutely it, not, and this is in like not peak day, like October. Nobody's flying in October. I usually like to travel in October because that's like the calm before the storm, so to speak. Before like everyone starts traveling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. tickets are usually really, really cheap. Everything is off the fucking chain there. Like I'm, I'm like 
I don't yeah, even know. Better, better uh, fly spirit. No. The ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that I for sure will not do. They canceling those flights. I'm straight. Uh, <laughs> be at the gate fighting. I saw. I, I'm, I'm trying to go to New York though. In, in the next couple of I'm next going to New months. York on a Tuesday. See, yeah. trying to go, man. Like I, I think that like I haven't been in a while in a long time, and I think it's time for me to go to New York again. I'm going for some work shit. I'm going in June for NFT and Y. Oh know. man, come out there, man. <laughs> what am I? Gonna <laughs> NFT and Y. Are we getting yeah, money? Yeah, are we there. getting money in NFT and Y? I'm getting money. I'm getting ETH. <laughs> I'm getting ETH. <laughs> What know. is NFT? Is that, is that like a convention of yeah, this, so, of this yeah. NFTs? Yeah, so it's a convention. They have panels, very you know similar to all the cons and things. But um, everybody comes out and just you know com- community builds. <laughs> <laughs> you might, are you are you about to cosplay as one of the the NFTs? You about to be nah, like one of the board apes or something? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of speaking of conventions, I'm gonna talk about a specific convention that's been kind of blowing up on Twitter in the last couple of days. But before that, we got to talk about the patrons real quick. So shout out to uh, Ty, our good homie Ty, who just signed up for the Patreon. We, did, we didn't get to him last episode. We, we'll get to him here. Uh, Terrence Wilson, uh, also on the Patreon. Marcus Flowers, shout out to Flo on the Patreon. Angel Sanchez as well on the Patreon. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, you guys got a big, big, big boss nigga discount for that thank you so much big necessary discount big necessary discount for the pc crowd when we're trying to get actual money it is not boss nigga it is big necessary so i love that tell tell that to your uh <clears throat> tell that to your i gotta tell the story about the necessary part yeah. one day one day yeah, one day we'll, we'll tell the story that. about that but uh so shout out to you guys but uh exotica was in chicago over the weekend oh no fuck exotic what the fuck is exotica <laughs> it doesn't even sound, like what is that it sounds just nefarious as fuck. <laughs> it's the it is the Comic Con of uh porn conventions. Damn, niggas is really on the convention. Is that just is it, is it convention season? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So they had they hold this like four times a year, I think. It's like so wait, the, hold on. it's like the CES of porn. Dog. So what the fuck is going on? So basically, like a lot of the the, the it's like meet and greets. Yeah, it's meet and greets, and they they sell their product, they sell their wares, they sell their like I their think product. I think, they sell themselves. Hashtag <laughs> product. Hashtag product. This one. <laughs> their product. So they 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 go out there. It's basically meet and greets, and they meet the fans. They have after parties. They have seminars. I looked at the site seminars? this morning. They have seminars what the fuck are they talking about oh no let me let me bring this up are they teaching people how to do porn uh i mean they're teaching i think they're teaching people how to like, like, I, think I could coach you could coach yeah like i don't like i could coach like, how I could, do you like, like, direct? <laughs> like not even direct like i'm like all right, oh do my it like God. this are y'all ready coach are sounds y- a little bit too on the nose right now what do you what do you what do you mean by that <laughs> they just want to speak on a panel that's not in the industry. Oh, but I'm just, I'm just get at what they, okay. what they do. <laughs> so Chicago, okay, I think it's over. No, no. Okay, so these are some of the the seminars. All right, and I don't even know how to even. This is crazy that we're talking about this right now. But, but because on Twitter, for some reason, I don't know why. Well, oh, is it talk, trending on Twitter right it's now? Like some some like random like some hours. random guys that have like. 40 followers have been on Twitter posting their pictures. And I'm like, yo, this is something that they probably do every year. They go to Exotica. I guess someone on Twitter found one of them. And now everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. But hold on. Like, do we have any of these? I think there was, they were in the RNC chat this morning. Some of these, like I'm I'm going to text it to the, the black print chat real quick, but it's like, they're just like living life. And I was like, why are y'all like, why are y'all surprised that these niggas go there and have a good time? I'm not surprised, but, Wait, look at this one. Look at this one. Porn meet and greets is comedy. 
<laughs> look, look at the look at the. Just, Did you said some of their products, and I'm like, what are they selling? So see, these are some of the these are some of the uh, these are some of the seminars. This is a Friday seminar. You ready for this, Mark? Yeah. Uh, Six thirty. Breaking into the biz: a how-to guide to getting into the adult industry. How to start your own sex toy business. Black female sexuality outside of the lens of the colonizer. I say, oh shit! Oh damn! They get deep. Who's on that panel? They got a BLM panel at the pork event. Diversity has gone too far. In that industry, it is for sure. It was just for sure needed. So I'm sure plenty would appreciate that conversation. Ah, uh, this is comedy. Uh, I don't know why it's not sitting right now, but I, I honestly, I'm, uh, the, what you just brought up though about the products and like breaking into that part they of it, they get mad money. I was gonna say, yeah, like porn products. Like that's a very interesting merchandise business. Like yeah. I want to look into that. There's actually a really interesting seminar for a lot of people. I think a lot of people should go to because they do this way too much and they didn't learn how to do it. Uh, ride it, a crash course in proper dick riding. <laughs> a lot of people do this. They need to learn how to. They need to learn from the pros. Wolf says the name of a panel about like just giving love. <laughs> the right way. Like, this is how you show love. Cause you've been dick riding. <laughs> Hey, oh god! This has veered off the mountain, right? This is veered off the mountain, right now, bro. They I mean, have how did this episode? We have a whole list of topics. This is not. This is not on the topics, bro. Because it just happened today. I just want to see what people what people feel about it. They have the good head workshop, uh, which is crazy. The the pictures for some of this shit is crazy. The, uh, <laughs> so you get the visual. Oh, uh, you get, if you get caught, if you get caught getting photographed at the Good Head <laughs> Workshop, that would be. Uh, I mean, head yeah, go both ways, man. Come on, man. Uh, th- it's just crazy. It's proper hand spanking, aka booty tenderloin activation. It's just, it's a lot it of is. stuff. It's a lot, it's of, a stuff, lot of stuff. I'm not, I'm not mad at it, man. I, I think they make people it need money. to be more in tune with their sexuality. So, like, if this makes people more comfortable, then. Shout out to it. But I think that NFT NY or NFT LA, they could learn a lot from Exotica. I mean, yeah. They need to have something that stimulates everything. They got they got all type of shit, man. <laughs> uh, they got they did one in LA uh last year or earlier this year. It was cool. Um I popped in for a day. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to New York, man. It's good people in this space. So we we had a um we had an episode of AMP. Thank you guys, everyone who came out to listen to AMP uh last week. We had Andy Wynn on it. Yep. From uh, Just Bored and Hungry. I had the food. It's a fire burger. The onion burger. Hey. Nigga. Hey. Hitting? Hey. Hey, man. You got a winner. It's, so that burger is really based on the Trill Burger with Bun yeah. B. I saw like the logos in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, man, that's a great burger. I'm not mad at the it. The onion burger is great. It's got sauteed onions on it. So it's a smash burger, which is popular out here. And that's a burger. Have you had a smash burger yet, uh, MC? No. Uh, it's basically. I don't just, believe so. It's just a burger that's just smashed down all the way to, to like. Oh, when you come to LA, I'm about to take you to my top three favorite smash burger. Places. Yeah, smash burgers are huge out here, and they. I think this has this is probably the best smash burger we I've can ever do had. A whole burger episode. I'm a, like a burger connoisseur. Can we get the? Where's really? that one burger spot? Yeah, that you went to one day, and I was. Like, I've never been there before. And it's it's not um. Gold burger. It's, I think it started with an M. M. They're not Morty's. That's like vegan shit. Oh, on Merrow's? Yeah. We, we on Merrow's? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. go there for sure. That's my spot. <laughs> we got to get one of them people on here to talk about the process of just like how they how they kind of cornered the market and, you know. 
Armin, that type he's of going thing. crazy with just the bakery and like yeah, like we could we can get the some thing, burger conversation. The thing here. about we is that I never wake up early enough to go get their pastries and shit. They're always oh, gone they always by the time. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. always gone. Nah, but they got but they have a cookie. This blonde cookie. He actually the first time he made it was for Tyler. Tyler yeah. was like telling him that he likes just like white chocolate kind of cookie. Yeah. He made it for him. This shit's so fucking good. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> <laughs> like, where I'll be going and getting like three at a time. I had to stop because, like, I was like, I'm getting fat. Like, <laughs> I really had to chill out. So, uh, yeah. so had the food. Uh, we had Andy on, but it was also a really special episode. And if you guys uh, haven't heard it, Patreon, you, you guys have probably been hearing this for you. You can you've been able to hear it for a couple of days. But it's gonna, we're gonna put it at the end of this episode for public uh, people who aren't subscribed to the Patreon. But um, it was a future appreciation day. On amp, uh, we had a bunch of people talking about you know future and the first time we listened to them. One request that we got that just completely stumped everybody in there was our top ten future records, our favorite top whatever. I picked my favorite joints. I can't pick a top. I just can't. It's like 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 Josh says, like picking your own ch- your own, your favorite kid. I can't pick one. But before we get to that, we gotta talk about the future album. I never liked you. Came out. I don't mean I never liked you guys that are listening. It's just the name of the album. But like uh, that came out Friday. It spurned and sparked the whole conversation. I don't know if like, I don't know if it's fair to do a like a complete review of it, in in a way. Like I just feel like yeah, it's just it's like so what new. is it? It's like it's here. I, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I man, I, one thing I'll say for me, it's like Future's great. Like he's yeah. in. You know when LeBron wins, he wins. Yeah. And like I feel like Future's very much in that part of his career where it's like he's just good at what he does. And like I'm not seeing like this project wasn't that original to me. But it was just good ass music, and it's like, yeah. all right, you supplied the need that I had at the moment. But there's some there's some shit on here though. Like yeah. I was listening to it earlier today, I'm like, okay, like obviously chickens with which played in the beginning of the of the ESTG. I think yeah. I got the verse of the verse on the out best verse on the out man. He just like he, he's in another level right now. Yeah, he just went crazy. Yeah, I just shout out to him. He's having a meteoric rise right now. Crazy. Like, yeah, like uh, people are comparing him to Jeezy. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, because people just want to hustler music. <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like hustler and it feels real. It's like, it's real shit. Yeah. Like, I think his, his aura, his look, everything fits. Like, it's very, it's very um, curated. It's not as I marketable like. as Jeezy, though. I, I don't, that, and that's the thing is that when he, when, when he wants to go mainstream, which is like, what is mainstream now? Because like, the, the, like, the wildest shit is actually going number one now. But it's like, what, what, what would he have to change? Like, yeah, would he talk. work? I feel like he just like, the, his, he don't, he has a story. You can hear, obviously hear it in his yeah. music, and he doesn't really want to talk about it. Which gangster rapper you don't want to talk That's about fine. the gangster yeah. shit? That's cool. But I think just you got to be able to articulate yourself in some type of way to yeah. take it to the next level. And I think. That's like what superstar rappers do. Like you even look at like someone next to him, like a Money Bag Yo. Like yeah. once Money Bag Yo opened up and was like, you heard his voice and was like, oh, this is what Money Bag. Like yeah. and it's very much what his music is. Yeah, when he talks. But it's like, That's a good comparison because he started out in that same type of trajectory. It was super violent, super dark music. Yeah. Now he's just like, hey, I know what works. I know what people yeah. want to listen. And to. I don't even think he has to change his music so much because I heard some new Money Bag shit. I'm like, oh, you. You got it. Yeah. I heard a new song. And I'm like, oh, this nigga hard. <laughs> he got some shit with. Co- oh, let me, let me, yeah. Nah, nah, he got some shit coming. Uh, good save. Shout good out to save. him. Shout out to him. We don't hear it. Oh, but, um, no. It, it, I mean, but, but I mean, Future's good because I think on this album, he kind of just like, I'm in that superstar stage in my career where I can call anybody and they'll show up on the album. You got Kanye on it, Drake twice. Twice. Uh, good joke yeah, verses, too. I'm like, real okay. good ones, right? Yeah. Uh, Young, young Thug, Gunna. I think, I mean, at one point, Gunna and Thug were the only people that used to be on his albums. Now he's got more people I'm on like, there. You know, it's funny, for that, uh, people hate that song. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I get what it is. 
It's just it's like all right. The thing about Future and Thug songs is that you can tell they're in the studio just riffing off each other for and like an hour. Fun. Yes. It's like it's like it's them having fun and like really expanding their like their flows the and music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like all right, yeah. y'all really expanded y'all flow here. Y'all wasn't even giving a fuck what y'all saying. Yeah. It's just the way y'all saying it. Just like rapping. an um just like a Supmate from so much fun. Yeah. I was like, these two niggas was just in the booth laughing every time they said something. They tried to top each other yeah. with ridiculous shit that they were saying. And this is another song. Like, Gunna, I feel like, was the only one that was like actually trying to rap <laughs> like a rapper. I like Gunna. Gunna's having a moment right now, too. If people haven't seen Gunna's IG in Italy, bro, vacation. He out there, Poochie <laughs> down. I'm like, bro. Man, the, man yeah. of the year, bro. Man, man of the year. I think the goal is to get Gunna on the show. Yeah, in I some way, gotta, shape, or form. That that's the goal to get there. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make sure it happens. But like the the, the guest list or or the guest list is, is is dope. I think you know one thing you brought up, Josh, that, that was good is that it's, it's kind of just like features just playing the hits. He's just kind of going through the motions at this point. Yeah, no, it's just him <laughs> just kind of doing his thing. Like, and it's greatness. It's literally greatness on this album. Like yeah. from the the Tim's record on down. Mm-hmm. He no, starts to just no It's skips. like oh yeah I'm about to just start Dunking yeah. every time I come down the court I'm like shit Like misogyny is crazy Misogyny is in, in, I, I'm glad that it's only A minute and 40 seconds Because if it was any Any longer bro Like I, I feel like You would you would kind of lose That feeling that, that, it, that he has in it Because he starts rapping From the fucking moment This song starts Like the yeah. baby dog And then he's just like He goes off on that shit yeah, no, nah, it's just, man, it's some shit on here. Ghost Axe is good, too. I'm looking at the track list now. I'm like, man. Zooties is cool. Like, this, this, future. I the knew king. Zooties would be nice, yo. I, something <laughs> told me as soon as I read that. I like, I know Zooties is nice. You know what's crazy, man? I skip this Kanye song every time this motherfucker comes on. Every motherfucking time. I listened to it one time. Yeah, I listened to it twice. And I was like, there's no reason. And it's so early in the album, which is like annoying because it comes after like two really cool songs in me. And then it's, then it's like, I, I, I'll, I'll say it right now, I'm not in love with the first half of this album. I'm really not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, man, there's a song, a fucking Babyface Ray and fucking Future song. It's two songs that I've heard, yeah. like just playing on IG Lives and they shit. Yeah. I need these songs to come out. I posted one on like my, like in one of my carousel dumps one time. Yeah. And then um, one of them was just floating on YouTube somewhere. But I'm like, bro, they got to put this shit out. Maybe one. I mean, this this album has, I think uh, one of the future accounts said it has the most concentration of the leaked songs or the the snippets that they've ever had on one album. So it seems like he's finally getting to songs that he's actually been recording for the past year, which is like amazing. He never fucking does that. But um, the the conversation around it and I I tweeted about it a little bit uh, on Twitter and I said, I feel like. The, the Twitter or the future industrial complex is so strange and wild on social media where when he brings out an album, you got people who say, like, I don't see what you see in this guy. I hate it. And you got people saying, like, making memes about it. Yep. No one ever just sits in the middle and just enjoys the album as it is. And I think it made it worse this time with the and shout out to shout out to Elliot Wilson. This is, has nothing to do with his article. But I feel like the, the article kind of the article was a good rollout. I'll say that oh, because man. It, because it, it gave people something to talk about when yeah. the album finally comes out. Because but I feel like we you know what fucked it up is the best rapper alive thing. Because when people listen to it, they're like, "Okay, I'm expecting to hear some best rapper alive shit." And it's just like, no, this is just going to be a regular uh, feature album. Like, but it's like a regular feature is the best rapper alive. Yeah. Like I'm not mad at that statement because it's like for me, it's like. First of all, when you say best rapper alive, it's a state to claim. Like nobody's yeah. the best rapper alive. When Wayne starts saying it. And then, like, he said it so much that he just made people believe it. And then the music just started coming, and you just believed it because it was there as a flood. Yeah. But, like, it's just it's a bold statement, period. 
But um, so I'm not mad at that statement. Yeah, like, it, I I agree with it, but I'm not. I don't think that's nothing. But I think this the the photos from that and like everything, the whole moment of that. Yeah, is what made this future album. The rollout was yeah, crazy. Yeah, the rollout <laughs> just was crazy. And I just think it's funny how fans like are just hip hop listeners kind of look at future like they still look at him as like this gimmick thing almost. Yeah. Ten it's years like, in, eleven yeah, years it's in, it's like <laughs> your best, your best rapper alive, or whoever you think is the best rapper, yeah. is not nearly as successful as or talented as rap as a rapper yeah. as, as Future, so or have like, the respect, or yeah. have the fucking the the placements. This nigga wrote for Beyonce multiple times, man. Like, come on, man, and and got one of the songs made. That's a late <laughs> statement, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, this should have said best rapper alive a few years ago. Yeah, no, I, and and. That's why I didn't get caught up in like the the outrage about it because I was just like I've been thinking this, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all yeah. caught up. Like I literally was just saying like, Future doesn't get enough respect for the things that he's done, the amount of number ones he has. Even though he, you know, like this guy isn't gonna be going diamond, but it's, in terms of our generation, who's more successful? The, I don't even care about the the number wise of it though. It's like who's the most impactful? Yeah, who's the most like respected? Like you said, like it's yeah. like really like. Future got that. Not I me. ain't never heard of nobody trying future and no type yeah. of weird <laughs> shit. Like I really ain't like it's just he, he one of them ones. Yeah. I think that's that's needs to be applauded. And yeah, I'm absolutely. That, you know, it is being applauded now. Absolutely. So I mean when when, when this comes out and then there's people saying like, you know, future is future is uh, you know, I don't get it. But one thing I have heard surprisingly, and, and this is my theory, okay? Aluminum aluminum foil head cap on I feel like whenever someone is accepted on the East Coast, that's when everybody on the East Coast is like, okay, this is great. Because I feel like had Elliot Wilson penned, GQ penned, article not come out, people would have had a completely different opinion about this album. You think so? Because I think, look at High on, look at High on Life, terrible album. He was doing some bullshit <laughs> there. That's probably his worst album ever. But it, it came and went, right? Yeah, yeah no, you're right. Had no conversation behind it, no rollout behind no, you're it right, at you're all. Right. This yeah. one comes out, has rollout conversations all, all about, you know, around it. But you got people on the East Coast saying this is like a solid, this is like his most cohesive. I'm like, what? Like, that's fucking not. Yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely had a little bit of a, like, a, a mar- the marketing push around it definitely helped. Like, had some gas. Photos from GQ, the whole, just, you know, and then it's still playing off the toxic future. Yeah. Like, it's the title. Are you tired of that? Nah, you the know, toxic I'm not thing? mad at it because I think it's like, it's in character. Yeah. It's like, we need that. Like, we, we need that person who's going to. Play that character every time. We need the bad guy. We, you know, like yeah. I'm not. So I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. Um, do y'all I, do y'all do y'all like the term character? Uh, when I start reading things like gimmick, caricature, gimmick about future, it's yeah. it, it 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 has a negative connotation that I kind of don't like when we talk about future. But the fact that this best rapper alive thing has got so much respect and has actually been entertained as to why he is or why he isn't, I think even that gives that a whole lot more respect. Because there's plenty of artists that we would hear from if they said they were the best rapper alive tomorrow, we would just laugh, think it's tongue in cheek, and move on with our day. But this has actually been a very good talking point within the past week. No, I think you know it's funny, man. I want to get into this because like I think all rappers are characters. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like, ain't nobody robbing and stealing. Like, even the shit Future talk about, it's like, you're not doing that today. You're not doing that now. You never probably never really done that. Like, you might have done something similar, but it's like, it's all character to me. So, like, I think all rappers play a certain character. Yeah. It's just like this type of the music they make. Yeah. Playboy Cardi plays a very specific character that Donald Glover doesn't play. But they, they, tr- they try and say that for Future as if it's a bad thing and that he's not completely fucking aware of what he's doing and saying yeah, every time. He's like, selling sleep masks right now. I'm about to buy one. The coldest, <laughs> the coldest, 
quote from that interview is when he talks about the toxicity thing Elliot Wilson asked him about that and just like no nah, I'm not I'm not I don't regret it because some of y'all women is toxic yourselves or something like that and I was just like he do exactly what he said I, I think the way he's come off this whole this whole run is like really he's he's very much like because I watched a GQ video where, where he's at answering people's questions and it's just like he just seems like he does not want to be there at all I'm just like he's just he's and Elliot mentions it in the article where he's just like he's very like He's very uh, what do you say like grouch, grouchy at all times, and it's like I, 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 I definitely can feel that. Like, oh, grouchy, that's funny. <laughs> he, he said he was and they, like Ellie was like, well, he's creative, so I get it. But I was like, nah, he, he does seem like like he's, he comes off as an asshole. I want to do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I, I met him recently. He was cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's when it's press time. When it's press time, he's just like, all right, I don't want to do this shit because like I, I did like on the Wizard. I know, I know you like. I think we have different opinions on the Wizard. I I think the wizard is fantastic. I some, like the wizard. Some of his best. I yeah, think he has like some of his wizard. best lyrics, like ever. That's why you said high off life. I was thinking the wizard. Oh no, no, yeah, the wizard yeah. is because to me the wizard felt like it was kind of like a goodbye to like that era of him, and he was just like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna leave behind a lot of these types of songs, not the toxicity part, but the types of shit that I was doing in these songs. And to be fair, he has, but it's like. I felt like that press run was the best because he was doing sit down interviews, and I think that one he had with like Fader, I think we was in the studio and he was talking, and I was just like, "Yo, that shit was like it was like an hour or some shit." Damn, I gotta go back. And read, it was it was it. really good. It, it made me feel like the monster interview with, with mm. Tim Westwood. That's the best interview. That's ever. the best interview he's ever done. But it, yeah. but like it, it, I think when he wants to be like profound, I think people always look for that from him, and it's just like he doesn't really. I feel like he, to me, he's the he's the he's the the artist that feels the most human to me. Yeah, out I mean, of everybody, I, I just think he's just like human, and he's just I don't know. I'd go back to this the character thing is the Tim Westwood uh, yeah. conversations when he mentioned he's like, yeah, I, I'm damn near playing a character. Like when I'm at home, I'm future the father. Yeah, when I'm here, I'm future monster. Yeah, and I think you know that's just very much what he's gonna give us. And I'm, I'm I don't know, I loved it. I love I, I we needed that energy in yeah. music right now. Yeah, so I'm glad he put out this project. Like I'm, I'm excited for. I it. was bored with music. I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. The only thing I really go up for is like future and thug music. So we 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 good here. And I mean, we got Gunna this year too. I think. I mean, I think I ran the Gunna like. I was about to say though, till like, it's burnt out. This shit is burnt. Like I can't run yeah. DS4 no more, dog. I know every word. Gunna and Kodak still got the best albums of the year, and this future album is not knocking those two off the throne. Oh wow! Okay, Straight let's up. go. I let's can say that off the first listen. Let's go. Uh, okay, top ten future records. I can go first. Yeah, go ahead. I, I can I go first. You know, like I'll school, first, I can yeah. do my homework. <laughs> Josh skipped this homework for the week. He scribbled uh, his notes. Number one for the gang from Super Slimy. I think Super Slimy was a classic. I think I, 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 that's unabashed. I think it's one. I think it's just two friends having fun. You don't have enough albums like that. Everyone's too fucking serious. These two niggas are having fucking fun. It's one of the best uh, joint albums I've ever seen. Number two, March Madness. Come on, I mean it's it's, it's unmistakable. That's one of the, one of the best songs. Period. That's the, that was a national anthem at one point. Uh, Gone to the Moon. Back in Virginia, that was like my theme back in the day. I, I wasn't doing no type of shit that was getting me gone to the moon, but I played it every morning before I went to work. Uh, Tricks on Me from The Wizard. That's one of the best, to me, closing songs of, of any album. That shit is like, that shit of how you looking up at the sky like, bro, I got to change my life, yo. He keeps talking about these lawsuits. The Wizard was, he was talking about a lot of lawsuits on The Wizard and her Hendrix. What lawsuits was he talking about? Man, who knows? <laughs> who is suing future? Oh, you know what? It's probably like one of the baby mamas. Sierra, was it? One of the baby mamas. It was Sierra, was it? Well, it might have been Sierra too, yeah. Yeah, because that Sierra shit was like, that was going on around that time. Shit crazy. When he was saying that she, when she, when she was like, he don't even come see his kids. I was like, all right, man, I don't want to know. <laughs> see, you got to separate the father. 
Damn, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> you close your, your ears on that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, I was telling Keller that that one, bro. I'm not in these rappers' the business. Ceilings. I had to, that was definitely I was definitely on my Josh P show. I was like, all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what about the music though? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, ain't no way around it is next. Uh, I think that was that was. I mean, that's a song where he says, you know, the first line is his 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 girl uh, fucked his bro and gave him brain. So like, not just <laughs> fucked him, but gave him brain as well. That's heartbreaking, bro. That's the That'd first the thing you part. say. That was the, the worst part. Be the brain. Shit. Uh, My savages is next. One of the best songs off of Monster. Uh, Jordan Diddy. I think I said this on Amp. So Jordan Diddy was one of my favorite future songs. Hallucinating from Hendrix. Uh, chosen one, you can't have a future list without having chosen one on there. That's one of the that's one of the best future songs of all time in my collection. Those are oh, my ten. Good one. Yeah. Nah, I'm just like I'm. I'm just going. That's a good it's, ten. It's, I'm just going through <laughs> albums. Like it's like I couldn't have a top ten future without having songs like Turn on the Lights. Like that. That is. That's good. like a real absolute classic. Um, damn. Truth Gonna Hurt You is an underrated sleeper. That is a good one, too. Like, that was from Pluto? Yeah. yeah. Didn't want to lie to you. <laughs> but it sound both fine to you. Like, to come you. on, Woo! man. Like, he, this is like, Pluto probably one of his best albums ever, honestly. I, I think what Pluto is that it's just, it's it's so raw. He, I feel like he's, he's now he's like so clean. Like, none of his songs sound yeah. like really like raw like Pluto did. But also it was like, Pluto was shockingly kind of sneakily mainstream too. He was making some real radio yeah, hits no, on that joint. Songs of Kelly rolling and shit. Like he was going for it. Um, Peacoat is another classic to yeah. me. Like I love that song. That's two. Um, damn, I'm just going through shit. Fifty Six Nights. What's on here? Oh, March Madness is on three. here. So you know yeah, that song. You got to do yeah. March Madness number three. Uh, let's so let's see. Hold on. Oh, Jersey from What a Time to Be Alive. Oh, oh, fuck. Come on, man. That's number that that is good. That's a theme song right there. Um, Inside the Mattress. Five. I, I, I mentioned I've been playing that a lot lately. I mentioned that on Amp as well. That's one of my favorite. I could I couldn't put that up there. I was like, man, I feel like there's there's songs that I like more than that. So I didn't put it up there. Yeah, uh, Never Miss a Loss. That's six. That's good too. Fresh Air. Yeah. Turn on me. I could just go this whole thing. Hey. Pie with Chris Brown is one of my favorites. I listened to it one time, I think. Twenty two times. Josh is dancing right now, sing, bro. Do hey, niggas sing pie? Need, he dancing right now? Hey, yes. we need pie. Hey, honestly, that song is great. And I, I wish like that was a time when I was kind of like going out like in the clubs. Yeah. I like that's a perfect supper club. Twenty seventeen you was going to clubs? Yes, I was. I was. I was. Because that was around the time. Like, that was kind of like my tail end of clubbing type okay, shit. Okay. But I wish they would have played that in the motherfucking club. I would have went up. <laughs> I would have went up. <laughs> um, shit, what else? Damn. Um, I'm just looking at albums now. Oh, there's some good shit. Like, honestly, this Uzi and Future album, I bang on the time. That's it was good. Like, uh, Marnie on me, Marnie on me Baby was good. Pluto. Bought a bad bitch is good. Drinking and smoking, like, yeah. I mean, say, can y'all, I can, y'all, can, y'all, can y'all hit the note to that tit on his on his hook? Because he was definitely doing some really big crooning on that on that, that tit hook. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, but extra off of Save Me is one of my favorite features. That was songs good ever. too. Save Me is a is a was a very underrated. I don't think people talk about that enough, yeah. and that's because it was so slight. But it actually had like a rollout with it. It was yeah. really weird. It he, was, had the, he had to do. He had um, an H and M visuals on on Save Me. It was <laughs> <kind of laughs> no, I was about to say the guy, the creative director from Infants Riches, that clothing line. He did the. Love enemy. I don't know how him and him and Future just got a weird friendship. Like I just seen something recently. They was just hanging out talking. Him and him and him and Rugi, Ruigi is it Ruigi or Ruigi? Ruigi. Like he was on the GQ thing 
And the, the thing that was weird about the GQ video, I don't know if you've seen it, where the people are asking it. questions. It's almost he acts as if he doesn't know any of these people. Like it's like <laughs> Ruiz. Yeah, he, bro, he's in character. The Drewski shit. He was like, "Is this dude supposed to be funny?" Yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of, he's like, "Is he trying to be funny?" <laughs> I was like, bro, you see, I know you met Drewski before. Like, why are you acting like this? You probably have it. You don't think so? Where the fuck Drewski be at the future be at? <laughs> he probably never met Drewski in his life. Probably like, oh, that's the funny bro. Like, he probably looking at him like, oh, I'm a casino <laughs> show me that one time. Bro. The weirdest, the weirdest one with Jack Harlow, like asking him real actual life questions. And I was like, all right, bro, like you went uh, way too serious. See, I didn't even watch that one, <laughs> bro. Watch that GQ video. Just like, so you, how do you handle a pressure and uh, not believing in yourself? I'm like, bro, future is not answering that <laughs> shit seriously. <laughs> the sunglasses behind the lot. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> the sunglasses behind the like the like. What the fuck is the he pain? talking about? I'm gonna start wearing sunglasses. Oh my god, oh <laughs> uh, uh, Mark uh, MC, what was your top ten, man? All right, so if I really wanted to, I can just pick the last five records off Monster and then just randomly pick another five, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, let's see. These are, these are no specific order. If you know what it took is on there, uh, let's see. I did have Ain't No Way Around It on there as well. Deeper Than the Ocean is Damn, third. That's classic. Um, Karate Chop, but not the one with Wayne. The one with Casinos on there. Because <laughs> that's just a 10 out of 10 casino verse. I would, I would scream it if I ever heard it outside um what else what else what else i wanted to pick something off i wanted to pick something off honest but I, I, i'm gonna save it off honest for now because these these spots these spots are very close right now i'm gonna do hardly oh man and codeine crazy off monster so that's what five now i felt like i would be i felt like i was gonna be basic if i picked uh codeine crazy so i didn't pick it nah coding coding obviously a lot of people that you know earlier in Future's career that were slandering it that heard Monster and picked Codeine Crazy are now like their favorite Future record. But Codeine Crazy is by far, bar none, one of the saddest records I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Um, so that cannot be admitted. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I wouldn't, have kid, a, I wouldn't have kicked Cuddy ever got at him for talking about his seizures, bro. <laughs> That's the greenest line. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave Kid Cuddy alone. Um, what else? Um, I want to have where I came from on there. So that'll be what, six? Yeah. Damn, so that's six fuck. Because then I got 56 nights. We might have to admit. Oh, my God. Because News or Something's got to be on there. So that's number seven. Yeah, News um, or Something's great. News or Something was so good. And I'm so glad that he ended up tacking that onto Purple Rain, like, years down the line when he actually ended it up on streaming. Because News or Something was just one of those records that never made it on any project, was never really acknowledged. It ended up just being a leak in 2015, yeah. around the time, or like right before DS2 was coming out. And I was like, is he ever going to put this on anything? But thank God he put it on streaming when he did that. Um, What else? What else? What else? So that's seven. Solo is number eight. It's a good one, too. Um, God. So then that means I got to do... I'm going to do Trap Niggas number nine. And then... Oh, this is going to be a tough one, because then that means I have no records from Wizard on there. That means I got no records from... God, a Servant Killer Cam's not going to make it? Oh, my God. This is going to be hard, man. Um, I think I could skip Flash It Only. Flash It Only shouldn't make my shit. The Hendrix, from, Hendrix from should Evolve? have something on there. Get out of here. Flash nigga. It Only was hard. I ain't going to lie. Flash It Only how was did, hard. Josh, how many times you listen to Evil? I, I really that's one of my like evil didn't have exactly. records exactly evil is kind of wacky evil bro. didn't have evil didn't have records I remember going to, I remember, one of my least favorites I remember going I to said. war I remember going to war with niggas on the timeline that evil was on wild. how I, trash I, evil was 
I, I, that's what I, I, I hard. I mean, I like Zanny Family. I remember that. Evil. Y'all was didn't like, like Lil Haiti Baby. Lil Haiti Baby didn't didn't implode your speakers. Nah. Program is cool too. Nah, Lie to me wasn't hot. I like it. I like Maybach and Ain't No Time. And but I, really, I, go. I don't go back. Ain't to No Time was nice. Two K Classic. Ain't No Time. I'm gonna do number ten. I'm gonna do. I gotta do something off Wizard. It's either gonna be Tricks on Me or it's gonna be Serving Killer Cam. I gotta be Tricks on Me. I'm telling you, one of the best. One thing that's great about features is that no one, no one's wrong or no one's right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's it's just it's it's all good. I uh, like Emotional Future. Emotional Future is just delivered. When he says, "I can, I can, I can just imagine the face of uh, the tears on Bang Roll PJ," I was like, "Yo, who's thinking of that at a <laughs> random time? At a random time like this, bro?" Then he said, "The streets don't respect nothing but shotters." I said, "Yeah, this thing is talking." Is shit. it cap? Is it cap? Think about it. <laughs> it ain't cap at all. It ain't cap at all. But those are our favorite. Those are our top ten favorite uh, future records. Not the best, but our favorite future records. I'm gonna get into some quick news real quick. Uh, Netflix. Has some layoffs over the week for the To Doom editorial service editorial uh, vertical uh, a couple of weeks ago. Now, now to to give some context, Netflix posted some pretty record losses in stock. So, like, we yeah. knew this shit was coming. That's what I said. It's bound to happen. It's yeah. an editorial vertical. Yeah, <laughs> Those like never lasts. But that's the thing. That, that's the one thing I always say about like editorial and and you know like I tell my I tell my homies like get what you can out of that shit because like the money in that shit is very very low. And I know that what Netflix pays, they was paying a lot of people with some real good money to work in editorial. It's just it's like people don't value words and, you know, they value TikToks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like a fucking truth. It's like a TikTok channel. To them, the TikTok channel is just going to be short form content. That's the truth. Watch. And and I think that, like, one one thing that, that is that is very, like, kind of scary about it is that, like, not having that job security and everything we're going through right now. But it's like, yeah. but Netflix, they, they spend high and the returns have been very low, so they had to cut some shit off. And yeah, shit, it sucks, man. Like you never want to hear about layoffs, and you know, definitely not trying to joke about that at all. But it's you know, you got to Netflix is crazy because they they will they spend a lot. They'll take the top earners and be like, hey, we're gonna overpay you. Yeah, and then you know, just to be left high and dry, it's just kind of kind of sucks, man. Oh, it it really does suck. And you know, shout out to everybody over there. But like. Not shout out to everybody, but but you know my condolences to everybody over there. But it it is it the streaming service war is getting kind of crazy. Like you got the Warner Discovery shit, you got Netflix trying to get everything in. Uh, like, this is interesting. The things they try to build around the 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 actual yeah. main goal. Like you know, yeah. like the main goal for them is to have people view their shows, and it's like around that they're building. Like, like I even looked at this to do when they launched it. Like it felt like the pop culture version of Strong Black Lead. <laughs> so it just felt like. It was bound to fail because it was a, a different idea that they were just taking the idea and making a different version of it. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's just interesting the things that people do to just make everything around their main goal bigger. It's like, why do we need an editorial vertical? Just, just, get, just get some better shows. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of my main, that's my long goodbye way of saying it. like just. Better content, come on! It, but it's tough. Like I got some shows for y'all. Netflix, oh y'all god, bro. Dude. I got a, I got a good one for y'all. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just saying, Netflix is listening. I got a show for y'all. It's reality based. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Has artists in it. We'll put it on the page. I'm actually watching the ultimatum. When you walked in, that's what I was watching. That's what, is it good? I'm, I'm you know, it's, I'm, hey, it's amazing. That's a great show. Shout out to whoever created that. I'm reality's TV man, and I still haven't watched it. Ultimatum is good. Yeah, you are. And honestly, <laughs> I started watching it because someone told me about it. Someone yeah. was like, yeah, it's a show where you break up with your girl for three weeks, and it's it's that crazy. should be y'all's next homework assignment. I need to watch. I need y'all to watch either Love After Lockup or 90 Day Fi- 90 Day Fiance. I've watched I 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. You haven't you haven't watched it, Mark? 
No. I I hear it in the other ends of the TVs that are in this house. I refuse to do 90 Day Fiance. Well, you know what? Now you got to. <laughs> no. <laughs> I watched, I love after, I've watched both of those before, but I haven't watched the most recent episodes. Love After Lockup is one Those's of the greatest. Too, like, like, come on, man. <laughs> We about to get into some scammy shit later. Too. Oh yeah, this, absolutely. This should be too scammy. Before we get into, actually, we're going to get into scams right now. But before that, you went to the Chappelle show. Oh uh, yeah, last night at the bowl, I, I made a bet with you guys. We're well, not even a bet. I, I I said I would like to see this because you went to the Hollywood Bowl, and I said, you know, you can't really actually Uber there. They're going to drop you off at the bottom and make you walk your ass up. Yeah. And you said, I'm gonna just hop out and walk. And I said, I would like to see you do that shit. And, and I absolutely <laughs> hopped out and walked. See if you and my close friends, if you at the boss nigga discount, you would uh, see. Yeah, man. I hopped out right on the one-on-one. <laughs> Walked my ass right up to the Hollywood Bowl. Shit was crazy. Oh, my God. No, I know I, people's looking at me wild. So I had on some pink pants and a brown sweater. I'm like, they like, this nigga, what the fuck is he doing? Get him out of here. He's going to fly, baby. And he's, <laughs> he's going to go see Chappelle, huh? And I'm on time. <laughs> <laughs> People with hot in their cars. Oh, man. But yeah, man. no, Chappelle was amazing, man. Like, that, it's called uh, the Lunatics Manifesto. Um, He's really leaning into that one, huh? Hey, he killed it, man. That shit was like... J- Josh, there was never a world where you wouldn't have said that. I know. But- <laughs> exactly. Like, there was never a world where I you would have said, where you would have said, hey, hey, it th- wasn't that good. Honestly, <laughs> just the whole experience was rolling. So I hopped out. I'm walking along the freeway. Um, I get to my... I get there early. Not that early, because John Stewart's on stage. But I was like, who want to see this white nigga? So, <laughs> literally, I walked in. I'm like, this nigga... But one uh, of the one of the greatest <laughs> comedians of all time. Josh says, "Ah, who the fuck is this?" <laughs> Nobody want to see this white nigga. But nah, John so, Stewart has been deferred to. As I walk in, the lines for the bars are long as hell. As I'm like trying to like maneuver for like getting line, I'm like, "Fuck it, let me just get to the back of this other line." But it's a bar behind me. I turn around, my homie's like, "Josh, she's ordering at the bar." I'm yeah. like, "Hey, let me walk over here." <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, let me just order a bottle of rosé with you." <laughs> So I got a bottle of rosé, didn't have to wait long, got to my seat. Um, bro, they, uh, f- first, fucking uh, Jeff Ross. Yeah. Hilarious. He's really funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. He, he did a speed roast and was roasting people. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. In the crowd? Bro, the dude from Raising Canaan, Canaan, got on stage. No. Got his ass roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Said he was just like a 14-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she was amazing. So then uh, after Jeff Ross, they, they, they took a, your cell phone, right? Yeah, took your cell phone. Okay. Pouch. Just making sure. That's cool. I, I was, bro. I was lit. Have yeah. my little have a weed pin. Shout out to uh, uh, Syndicate OG. That <laughs> need to be a sponsor. I'm about to be shouting niggas out, man. At the little plug and play weed pin joint. That's just uh, very, 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 very convenient. I love it. So um, after that it was D'Angelo. Who the fuck told D'Angelo to play a rock set? Oh no, he didn't play no no hits. Bro, he came out of guitar and shit. Just playing play play like some of his hits, but like rock versions. And his set was rock. only like 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't even that long. The rock version of Brown Sugar must sound crazy. Oh, this shit was crazy. I was blown. <laughs> then Rafael Sadiq comes out at one point. And I'm like, oh, Rafael Sadiq come out here on the guitar. I'm like, oh, we about to get wavy this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we did not get wavy, bro. <laughs> These Is this a one time joint? Is this a one-time joint he's doing? He's not taking this on tour, right? Nah, yeah, no, man, these niggas sound like bad brains up there. <laughs> because there go another 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 alternative Josh moment. Take a talk about bad brains. Josh was listening to Bad Brains back in the day. It just told on his soul. Hey, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, MC. On Friday, they had Buster Rhymes and some other people there, so they changed it for the two days. I missed out. I wish oh, I okay, Buster. okay, yeah. 
Uh, damn. So, um, okay. So then that D'Angelo performed. There's a little intermission. Then Michael Che came out. He was cool. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. I came friends. <laughs> I heard some shit. I laughed. But then, uh, then Dave came out after. And man, he killed it, man. <laughs> an hour, hour thirty, hour like an hour fifteen, maybe. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't super long. But yeah, he got into it. <laughs> he got into it, man. There, there was, listen, y'all. There was never a universe where Josh was going to review this objectively at all. <laughs> so nah, I'm not, not going to give away any jokes. There was some like some little riffs he did. There was like a dude. <laughs> the dude walked in, yeah. like kind of late with like yeah. a top hat on. <laughs> but he's like he was like right in the front row, like a yeah. big black dude, <laughs> hat on, <laughs> just suit. <laughs> it's like he looked like a senior crip. <laughs> he said he been cripping so long he don't gotta wear blue no more. <laughs> Yo, Dave, you're funny. <laughs> oh god. So I mean, obviously, it goes without saying. He's talking about the he's playing the hits. Yeah, he's playing well. the hits. Yeah, he, he touches on some of the trans stuff again. Yeah, um, but he doesn't like he doesn't a good way. He touches on Will. Yeah, and Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, I like that that portion. Um, he doesn't lean on anyone's He doesn't lean on any side No nah, he doesn't lean on mm-hmm. any side mm-hmm. um, He talked about the um, Ukraine That was yeah. That was, he not with it? He not fucking with it? He just talked about the war He just had commentary on it Yeah It was hilarious Yeah okay okay Dave Chappelle Netflix special Probably I'm thinking fall I think they said So uh, that'll, that'll definitely be out there I won't be watching but I can't it'll definitely wait. Be out I'm trying there. to catch him live again I had great fucking You gotta seats. show up to comedy places Just randomly He'll randomly show up Out yeah, here He yeah. shows up randomly Out here all the time I wanna start going to more to, comedy shows I'm doing I'm about to do stand-up soon I, I, Did I tell you this? No, what? I'm gonna do stand-up Before the year is <laughs> out It'll probably happen Before the year out If it's not before it's, I got a set that I've been like I got I've been no writing. way! I've been well, writing. Hit, let's hit up Eric. You know, Eric. I see Eric, Eric does, I might go to his next yeah. one. I seen him post a flyer. Yeah, for but it. he could, he could join. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I'm a I'm gonna do stand up. Yeah, show. do stand up. Yeah. You got to bring the dog food thing. One the, night only. <laughs> yeah, I got. I mean, I got a couple good ones, man. I got one that is so good. I was just man. Yeah. You, I, I, you, you surprise me every single week, Josh, with this. <laughs> I mean, it's like, why not? Uh, Yolo, man. Speaking of surprises, one thing that we were, we've been watching for the past couple, like the past month or so, we've been watching. It's just some new thing I call white scam media, where uh, Netflix and Hulu and all these and Apple uh, TV Plus have all joined together to make the best in white scams. So that we can sit there and laugh at them because a lot of people what have scams. they have they have not found you know what I'm saying they've not found their retribution or justice for any of these scams yet. So we've watched the dropout with uh, Elizabeth Seafried and uh, been watching. I've been trying to get the recrash. I'm about I'm almost done with it, but I I, I think I've seen everything I need to see yeah. <laughs> from 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 we crash. I want to just watch the documentary. Just, these shows just make me want to watch the documentary. I watched, more than anything. That's funny. For both of those, I ended up, I watched the documentary first. Yeah, and then I seen that come out with like series, and I was like. I should have told me I was doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the, the thing about the series is that, like, one thing I will say about We Crash that has Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway, and like, it was like it's like Anne Hathaway's first role in like four or something years or something like that. She's been yeah, like, she's she, been out. Yeah, that's crazy because she was she's huge. She used right? to be everywhere. That's why I was like Apple TV dropping the bag on yeah. this, bro. They, <laughs> they are. Yeah, like, they, the they, like I, I look at Apple TV shows every single month. They'd be shit up there that I didn't even know was out, but like mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer and shit up there. And I'm just like, oh, bro, yeah, what the fuck? Truth be told, yeah, like I was like, what the fuck did any of this shit come I out? A few episodes. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> so like. I I, I I watched We Crash and I was like, okay, it's cool. Jared Leto's a bit much for me throughout the whole show. But apparently that's how the actual week. No, that's we, how the dude is. That's how he is. I loved it. So I I gotta say I like I like Dropout more, man. I feel like Dropout was more I don't care about the the, the wife and We Crashed. 
Like, well, there's I too like much the, time I on like her. I like the love story that they're built. They I suck. like that. They suck. Yeah, I like it, though. It's like sucky people love, got, make, they have love. I hate them. I hate both of them. <laughs> people that are sucky love each other. But 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 you gotta say like the love story and the dropout is even more like wild than it's like wild, insane. But it's like it's awkward. It's so awkward. It's cringy sometimes. So the dropout is obviously the the series that talks about Elizabeth Warren and Theranos, the biggest yeah. scam that my black Man. ass never knew about before this shit was I, going. I, on. I, when I seen the documentary, I didn't know about it when it was going on. Yeah. But when the documentary came out, I was like, oh, this shit, these niggas scamming on the whole another level. Like, how you lie this much? <laughs> <laughs> but but my thing is like. People were like, someone was comparing, like, well, which one was the worst one? I was like, it's got to be the Theranos one because actual innocent people's lives yeah, were in danger in that one. Like, they, they were actually, like just breaking all the rules. So the like, idea was, and even when you, like, as a black person, sometimes don't, don't when like people tell us stuff, we're like automatically like, that can't happen. Like, we, we live in like a reality. I don't know. I'm like, why is it that idea possible? They still ain't figured that shit out? Nah. So like if someone were to come up to you and say we got a we got a company where all you got to do to take a blood test is take one little prick on your finger and we can tell you if you got herpes, AIDS, cancer, any of that shit. That's not like some cartoon Marvel shit. I mean, shit, <laughs> right? Possible shit. No, it's not possible. I, 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 I believed if that. That's why I'm glad I didn't know about the scale. I'd have been right See, up there. Listen, man. There it is. That this chick Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes Elizabeth Holmes not Warren Warren is a political chick. Yeah. Holmes is the one that that Theranos. So like, so she had managed to get like. Investors from like Lockheed Martin, old like yeah. the, like political figures, all this type of shit, had them fooled into believing that she had you know all this money. They were they were valued at like what forty six billion or some shit some at one point. Shit, yeah. And so what happened was they actually the technology didn't work at all, so they couldn't actually. Yeah, they wouldn't. Took some money. It was the Walgreens. Yeah, but remember they took someone. They took the other machine and started using the that. Siemens. Yeah. yeah, the Siemens machines, and they just they 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 covered over the logo with their logo, basically, and made it their own shit. Walgreens paid them some crazy amount of money. They were about to get funding from the government. They they were like doing all types Walgreens of crazy was on shit. Their ass, like, no. <laughs> hey, shout out! You know, a real big shout out to the patent nigga. He oh yeah, he's like something fishy about this shit. That's that's some real, that's some racism yeah. type shit. He was like, racism. No, he was white, not, but still <laughs> racism, genderism. What they call that shit? Sexism. <laughs> that's some true. Hey, man, jo- Josh, like it. I say every week, Josh good for one. You don't even have it. Hey, <laughs> he good for one a week <laughs> on one of these shits. I fuck with everybody. I'm just saying that was some real. If, you know what it really was, and what I really meant to say. It was a systematic sexism, which is if that, I is guess that a the, thing? I guess the guy. Yeah, the, I'm gonna tell you why. Because the guy, the older guy, her yeah. neighbor, ageism. Then ageism, se- no sexism too. Because he was like, he was just on some <clears throat> shit. Like I just knew she couldn't figure it out. Like yeah. he was just like, I knew she didn't figure that out. Like that yeah. was his whole thing. But he knew for sure he was the, right. The though. neighbor, but the neighbor was also a hater. He was a hater. I was the, when I mentioned him, I just instantly in my head, Future and Little Dark Petty too came into my head. <laughs> That's his theme music. Because he was mad that Elizabeth had not asked him for help to uh, yeah. do her patent. And he said, well, you know what? I created a patent that she needs to actually make the machine. So I'm going to make her buy me out. <laughs> it was, man. He was, he was funny, but he knew from the jump that she just. And he like, was real too. Because he said some shit about her. He was like, I think he said she wasn't a good student or some shit. He said something that was just like. Yeah, man, she dropped out. Because <laughs> she dropped out of um, was it Stanford? She was in Stanford. Stanford yeah. yeah. And oh no, she went and spoke to the professor, and the professor yeah. said some hater ass shit. They all, they was all. But here's the thing, I, I love I, just seeing white people hate on each other. First, of I, all. they they love to hate on each other, and I think it's the funniest shit ever, especially because it's all true. It always happens. 
And I, I think what was interesting about Elizabeth was that she was a she was a, a person who was always kind of told she was never told like no. And it's like you always want to raise your kids, or I feel like you should raise your kids to be like, okay, sky's the limit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can do whatever you want to do, but you also got to give them some reality where it's like, all right, nigga, like this, this is kind of wild. Like I this mean, is crazy. She was, she was finessing, man. She Shout was her. She but but okay. Was this my, my question was like This was a scam Undoubtedly But yeah. was it a finesse That she was Like Do you think that she Willed herself mentally Believe that this was not I think she scammed herself That's what I'm saying I That's mean, what I was gonna say scammed herself like, Because she, she was Trying to reap the benefits No one was she telling was her no that piece of shit I remember she got the money She was still <laughs> driving some shit A Prius Yeah get that shit out of here she got a Tesla at the end But, but like what, what shocked me the most In that show also Was how recent this shit was This was literally yeah. just ended She was really And she got, she got convicted A lot of people think She might not get a lot of time I think she's gonna get A lot of time for this Shit. Think so? I think she's gonna get a lot of time for this shit. Like she was found guilty. She's gonna be comfy as fuck. She, <laughs> comfy time. She's still rich. Just like just like we're recrash. Did, 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 did the husband get convicted or the, the Indian? The, the yeah. boyfriend, yeah. um, I believe it's better. That nigga he's an accomplice. <laughs> Take him Hold down. Sonny, let's 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 let Sonny. He snitched on her. I, I ain't finished it yet. He didn't he didn't um he didn't he didn't snitch on her at all. But um he's still testifying. He's still testifying, so he's he's on trial in federal court in San Jose oh, on charges. He he's pleaded not guilty to charges of wire fraud and conspiracy to to commit wire fraud. So this was in the moment where they were spending the money that really they shouldn't have been spending because yeah. they didn't actually have what they said they had. Yeah. So they were spending investor money uh, to buy that house, uh, and that's where that's where it came from. So he's actually still on. He was good. So he's like, well off. The funny thing is, is Elizabeth's going to testify in that trial. Oh, so like they're actually gonna be this. I need to watch this trial wherever wherever it's doing. But yeah. they were like dating. They was fucking. I was like, yo, he's like forty five years I old. Mean, but even how they met was like it was cool. It wasn't. It didn't feel creepy. They met, you know, in China and shit. So on the other end of the gaming spectrum, happening at the same fucking time, this Theranos crazy. shit is happening. We work now. I remember seeing We Work back in the day. Yeah, and I've I know a lot of places. We Works before. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people have worked out of We Works. I've seen some We Work. I've been they in We Works. But they're but I think they're owned now by like uh the guy the who's who's the other guy that he was trolling I think the other guy owns owns those oh, buildings shit. now I okay. think I think I haven't I, got, I haven't got to the end yet so the whole idea with WeWork I don't know if you knew about this one uh, MC it, it was it was it was what was it you were leasing co working spaces yeah exactly it's just co working mm-hmm. spaces you could lease for weeks months years at a time there was and a so, there, w- there there was a WeWork outside of our uh, hotel in Atlanta it was like a oh down shit the street. there was. Yeah, it was, and this and this is it, I, who knows if it was actually functional. So the, the scam was, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here. In order to get more, they were trying to they were trying to build more and have more square footage. Yeah. So they would sell the lease options at a low price, or they give them deals where like for the first twenty four months you don't got to pay shit, and yeah. that's how they would lose money. And they were just banking and getting deals nah. off of valuation. And it, honestly, the scam wasn't really with the company. The company could have been something, but. The nigga that was running it was a scam artist. Like, hey, you understand? He was scamming before this. He had all the. He, he called them hustles. They were scams, bro. Yeah. He was selling like the, children's the clothes. Shoe, the shoe. The, yeah, like they, they the heel. Hey, that's from a heel yeah. to a shoe. Like, come on, man. That's a scam, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a heely. Like, so, as a, as someone who's like who has done things like that, like you're a creator, obviously, Josh. You you you've introduced ideas, stuff like that. Like, how hard is it for like? For people like like black people to just come in and just and have to work way harder for white yeah, people to, to do that man, shit. I, it's, it's funny, like the charisma that people saw in him. Yeah, is in every kid that sells water in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like if you believe in this guy's ideas, you yeah. should believe in this kid's ideas because right. he got some ideas. Yeah, he just got some hustle too. A lot yeah. of it. 
And I just feel like that, you know, he was really just like hustling. Like, and he really, it's like one of them visionary hustlers, a person that just sells you mirages. Like, look, we could be, <laughs> we could be in Hawaii tomorrow. Yeah. A time All we got to do is just flip this pack. You, know, like, <laughs> you flip the pack and you're like, damn, we got to flip it again. Like, and again, it's like, damn, man. Like, so he's just selling the vision, but he uh, did it so well. And yeah. like that's I love the love story of him and the girl coming together and well, she helping sell his vision. It was an interesting part of the vision. It was an interesting thing because she was not really part of the vision. She she was mad because nah, she wasn't part of the she vision. She was a part of the vision though, because the vision is the the thought process behind it. She helped yeah. sculpt it. Like, oh the whole community She helped pay shit, for it. Pay for it and sculpt it. Like, nigga, her his whole thinking was because of her. That's why it's like relationships are tough, man. Because like <laughs> somebody got like on some real shit. Like we could both be bosses. Like, yeah, but who's gonna be the visionary? But even with Beyonce and Jay Z, it's like yeah. somebody gotta take the back seat. A shotgun. Like <laughs> who, who, who? Okay, and, and Jay Z Beyonce, who takes the back seat here? Beyonce does. <laughs> <laughs> She's a star. She sure, she sure didn't on the Carters. I'll tell you that. She's the yeah, star. Well. She is the obvious, the biggest star in the household. Yeah, but. Yeah. Jay is out here. You see his name more doing deals, yeah, like yeah, yeah. out here being like public figure. And he's being thing. a more of a public figure than Beyonce. Absolutely, he has. And the in the calendar year, Jay Z makes more appearances than Beyonce. Okay, if based off that, I just don't want. The, I don't want people coming. No, I'm, I'm I'm keeping it real. That's what I meant by the backseat. Just yeah. being in public eye more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, someone I, has to do that. And the being that's sorry, backseat might have not been the right word. Listeners, but, but like someone the, has to take the backseat. I don't want the beehive to come after me. I don't apologize. <laughs> It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I tried. To, I tried to save it. It's, it's, it's too late. It's really too late. Apologize to Beyonce right now. It's too late. We might have to bleep this, but I'm still apologizing to Beyonce for the bleep that she won't even know what we said. But it, I, I think that it, what was interesting in that as well is that like she had to take the back seat, but didn't want to because she was failing at everything else in her life. And I and I was like, that was the part of the story. I was just like, I get it. If this was a fake story. This is a real story with actual Nick. To be fair, I don't feel bad for a lot of people and we crash because they're all hedge fund niggas that are rich already. JP Morgan, I don't give a fuck. Y'all yeah. lost your money. That's y'all fault. White people hate no white people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with, with the dropout, it was more like I was disgusted because it was actual people getting their blood tested and getting told like, yo, you, you got cancer. And some, somebody's suing because they paid like $20,000, dollars because they thought they had cancer oh, and shit. they didn't. That shit was crazy how they was like remixing the results. <laughs> <laughs> or the shit where it's like the, the, the blood would get on them and like and, oh, the, and, yeah. the, and the thing there would be like, yo, there would be blood on people, they the blood would get diluted, it would just be sitting at the bottom of the of the instrument and stuff. I'm yeah. just like, bro, these niggas is nasty, bro. Like yeah. it's it's just crazy. Like I look at the just the way white scams are, I'm just like, bro, they always seem to work. If only for like two, three years. Theranos Josh, Theranos was around for ten fucking years. Did you see inventing Andy? I saw like two episodes. I could not stand another, that girl's voice. Another white scam. I I seen that live when it happened. Like I remember. I think I followed the girl, the black girl. Yeah. Yeah. On like Instagram or something. The girl's voice. I couldn't. I couldn't do the girl's voice. The, like the chick oh, yeah. who played her voice is I too mean, annoying. All these actors, like every, all the actors in this have some weird weird thing voice. About, yeah, yeah, Elizabeth weird. Warren. Yeah, voice? Elizabeth. Elizabeth uh, Holmes. <laughs> Holmes. I'm sorry, man. She, she Warren, was yo. doing a good job with that voice. She did a great job. She kills me. I'm like. Uh, <laughs> Like, this is how you talk for real. Like, the funny thing is that in the documentary and some of the stories that came out, they were like, she never even had that voice when I met her. Like, it, huh. she just like made it up out of nowhere. And her family's trying to say, oh, no, she always had that voice. I was like, nigga, no. Yeah, There's probably videos right. of her have the, not talking like this. Yeah. Working for Theranos is something I've always <laughs> wanted to do. Why are you making it sound like Barney? 
That's how she sounds. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> you did well, well. MC didn't get that far in the show. Yeah, it's she's, a, it's, she's still talking normal where you're at right now. <laughs> it's another white scam on Netflix. Um, oh, okay. The hunt for the crypto king. Because I was about to say, I've only I've only got to the intro right now, but the fact that they have portrayed how she is dreaming to be this billionaire right now. In an area in the early 2000s, it's like, man, your only two things that you really have to look at at immediate success and be like, I want to be that is really Amazon and Apple. Like she had Steve Jobs painted on her wall and said, yo, I'm going to be this billionaire. And at that point in time, I didn't know her, her dad got banged by Enron. That's 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 kind of sad. Yeah. I'm starting to realize there's more there's more people than I but think th- that that's got the, banged the by Enron. Enron the, the Enron thing means the scamming ran in her blood. <laughs> I was like, she mm-hmm. knew about exactly. scams she from, knew what from, it was. <laughs> From from jump, bro. Scamming, scamming went like it it was it was something that she it was just in her. She was the scam, bro. Oh, this is the crypto king shit. I gotta yeah, watch this. This little documentary. It's so I can so I can let y'all niggas know about the Bitcoin man, shit, this man. This was actually a good one. That was yeah, this little <laughs> this, Ponzi scheme ish. <laughs> this was actually a good one. Yeah, we gotta let we gotta let niggas know that they they losing seventy racks. <laughs> yeah. On fucking on, on on monkeys, man. That that shit that Andy said about the seventy racks. Bro. Hey man, you gotta see. Kept Stomach turning. Seventy racks is just a, um, <laughs> it was just you know a line item in the budget now. Oh wow, okay, hold on. There you go. Shout out to Andy again, man. He, he hooked me up at uh, at Border Hungry. But I love these scamming documentaries. If you guys have any documentaries that I you know we haven't watched, I I would definitely watch it. The scam. Listen, man, white scam cinema. I'm all for it as long as they, as long as my black ass ain't on it. That and murder shit. I like niggas getting murdered and then murder mystery shit and all that. All I'm that. Say- are, are, are there crazy black scam stories? If they are, we're not telling them. <laughs> <laughs> there is, but Definitely hey, you can no, actually make no, some good there, stories off of this. This the Nigerian dude, I think they called him Poppy or something. Yeah. They need to do one on him. He got caught. He was, man, he was all on jets, buying all type of wild <laughs> shit. He G four boys, he like they big homie. <laughs> oh god, G four boys. Have you have you heard the G four boys Wale song? No, I haven't. Man, that shit. I I think they made us. I gotta Hush find that shit. I gotta find that shit. Hush Puppy, that's his name. Hush Puppy, and is, is, is there is there a documentary? In there? There's not a documentary, but there's on on YouTube. There's a few, you know, 17 minute shorts. <laughs> 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 Fucking uh, a swamp stories might have one on them. And before we get out of here, swamp stories, holla at us, man. Man, I've been down Please. the damn. I, we'll talk about swamp stories on Patreon, but sw- shout out to him, man. We we trying to get swamp stories on on app, man. Shout out to him if you listen. I know he probably trying to do his due diligence. We need you on the show, bro. We yeah, need you. Man. We need swamp I'm stories on the show. That That's honestly like you know. I just love what you're doing uh, with your platform. And, and want to highlight you. Not listen, even highlight you. Highlight your platform. And I I don't watch almost every episode. I need you to yeah. you know ex- expeditiously put out more. So let me know. <laughs> I, I I know more about uh San Pedro San Pedro than than I ever wanted to know. So there, there you go. Uh, but yeah, we we had an hour. We had a, we had a good conversation this week, man. Thank thank you guys for for tapping in with us on the black print. Of course, we have uh amp every other Wednesday. I think our next episode is going to be on the eleventh. Correct. Yes, Wednesday May eleventh. The eleventh, and uh, we we got we got a cool we got a cool lineup of guests coming up. So thank you guys for 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 listening to that every other um every other Wednesday. If you have not got amp yet, what the fuck are you waiting for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, download that shit. Like you got you got to download and you gotta listen to us, man. There's, there's a lot of people out there. Your little Yadi's on there. Uh, a couple uh, Tanache's on there. She's actually actually a really popular show. Oh shit! Like, she actually pushes the shit out of that show. Like I, I think it's really cool that she yeah, that, in. she interacts with her fans on that as well. But uh, live dot hey, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say shout out to Tim and Q. They got a show on there. They just had a uh, Jeff. 
from fucking um, 300 on there. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that's dope. So live.onamp.com slash download. Use our access code blackprint. That's B-O-K print. And you can get you can get the app, man. Tap in with us, man. So uh, for MC and Josh Pease, thank you guys for listening to the Black Print. We'll see you guys and uh, see you guys in a week. Peace out. We turn Miami to Miami. We do this without a shenanigan. She ready spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. I'm throwing spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. I'm cutting shit up like machete. My hand up the solo on rip. The king, I'm the goat on your daddy. Put my finger in the pussy, be yes. Hit her like a punch star, I can hit me. She can tell my persona, that's the difference. Put it down in the tonsils, I'm responsible. Bitch, don't dumb my nose. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We are live on the Black Print Radio. We got a guest, Andy Wynn, coming up real soon. We're going to start this off. One song, we're gonna get right to the guest. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. Yes, sir. We're here. We're back. We're back. J5 here with Josh Pease. Once again, BND is active, as always. What's up, Josh? Man, I'm chilling, man. We got a, a very special guest in the building, man. I'm excited to talk to him. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and, you know, you see him in there in the chat already. Uh, we also got MC with us. MC, what's going on? How you doing, sir? I'm in amazing spirits, y'all. Cool. Plenty to celebrate. Yes, sir. And we're going to celebrate right now with the, with the man, the myth, the legend. My man, Andy. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for being Appreciate on the show. Appreciate both you guys. Absolutely. Of course. Got I got to do it for Josh, man. Hey, man, I love it, man. You've been a busy guy lately, man. Your name's been all over the headlines. Um, if you guys don't know, he is the um, the restaurateur behind Bored and Hungry, um, the first NFT restaurant, I believe. Yeah. Um, the first in Long Beach, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I think, you know, uh, you know, before we get into, like, Bored and Hungry and just what you've been doing there, I want to get a little background on just your history and, like, you know, I know you got your start in the streetwear space with, uh, you know, building up the brand uh, I Am King. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I've uh, I've been in, you might hear the baby in the background a little bit. Um, it's all good. I, I got I, I got my dolls in the background. It's, it's cool. Um, I was in streetwear in the 2006 era. Um, and I started this brand called I'm King um, with my friends and through that, through that business, I learned a lot about, you know, branding, marketing, design, aesthetics, um, storytelling, like all the, the foundation that, that led me to where I'm at today. Um, so I did the clothing thing for about uh, seven and a half years. And after that, I ventured in uh, starting a uh, my first concept in, in restaurants with ice cream, but after ice cream. And um, we launched, well, today, eight years later, we're, I've been in the game for eight years now, and we have 27 locations throughout Southern California and one Las Vegas. And I've helped launch another 15 plus concepts around the world. You know, Trill Burgers with Bun B, uh, Matt Black Coffee with artist Joshua Vitas, and uh, Borden Hungry is like one of the newest ones that we have under the umbrella. 
that's that's awesome. And, and you mentioned um your relationship with Bun B. Tell us how like Trollburgers kind of came together. Yeah, so I, I actually met Bun back in 2010 uh, at the the trade show, uh, probably Magic or out in, in Vegas, and uh, I remember giving him a hat and just introducing myself. And the rest of the show, he wore he just wore my hat the rest of the show, right? And I was like, oh man, this guy is super like this guy is super nice. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> and from there, and I ended up opening a, a place in Houston called Sticky's Chicken with my friend. And Bun showed up, and we talked, and you know, we talked again, and, and kind of like rekindled that friendship that we did have for a while. Um, and then during the the pandemic happened, and I was just trying to figure out how to add another concept into the restaurant that we had because it was, you know, it wasn't as busy as we wanted it to be. Pandemic changed everything, and I and I was like, you know what? I got an idea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I know Bun wants to get in the food industry. I want to do something. I want to introduce the smash burger to Houston, but no one's doing it yet. So I hit up Bun, and he's like, "Okay, let me, well, it sounds all good, but let me come and try the product." And he came, he came and tried the product, and he fell, he fell in love with it. And he's like, "All right, I'm yep. in." And from there, we, we launched the Trail Burgers together. That's fire, man! I love how just like you know, before you know, food before it's the food, it's like it's just relationship building more than anything. Like you took a, a great relationship and turned that into a business. I think that's something I've kind of always strived for, and just you know, businesses I work with. I want, you know, my business partners to be friends. I think a lot of people have that concept of like business never personal, but I, I like to think business is always personal. So I love that. It was interesting too, that you mentioned like bringing the, the smash burger to Houston. Um, that's been such a trend and, and you know, you guys kind of took it out. It's been a trend in Los Angeles food at least. And I haven't seen it nationwide just yet. And you guys took it to a different market and kind of exploded there. Um, what made you guys do the smash burger for Bored and Hungry as well, rather than like, you know, a chicken spot or ice cream spot? Well, a few reasons. I didn't want to launch another burger concept. You know, I already have, I was like, I already have this one with Bun B. Why don't we have this? We're just going to have it powered by Trill Burgers, right? And having Bun's name also attached to it, it's not a bad thing to, to have. And I think the reason why we chose burgers for Bored and Hungry was, you know, it's, it's, the mass market, that's the most approachable thing, right? It's like everyone knows what a burger is. Like, um, it looks great on packaging, um, the burger box, the fries, the drink cup. Like, I have three points of three, um, basically three POPs with the, with this product for the product. Nice, nice. So taking a, test back, taking a step back, tell us a little bit about Bored and Hungry and just how that concept came to, uh, to be. Yeah, so the Bored and Hungry concept, um, I, I've been looking at the restaurant industry going forward the next few years, and if you guys have gone around everywhere, you see that the whole industry has changed. Uh, rising food costs, uh, late, no one wants to work. You see now hiring signs everywhere. Uh, the, the quality is the quality has service has, has changed. It's not as great as it used to be. The lack of talent, not the, the lack of talent to hire is not there. Um, so I was like, hey, I can't. I don't picture myself doing this for. I can't. I can't see myself doing this for the next five years. It's, it's going to destroy me. And. I started looking into different things. Like, I was like, okay, well, I always wanted to have a venture fund to do like cool things, like super dope stuff. Um, and then food, it's, so, it's, such a, it's such a hard way to do it because in the restaurant industry, the margins are thin and, and people that invest into it, they're, they're, they're not that, that type of investor that you're looking for. They're not as loose. But in, tech, in the tech world, I learned that there's these guys investing into hundreds of millions of dollars into 10 companies, nine companies fail, and they're like, okay, whatever, I'm good. And that would never fly in food. So I was trying to figure out how to marry the two two industries together to make it work, but I didn't want to compete against Yelp or do another food app. And my buddy was like, yo, you, you know, you can do what you want to do in, with NFTs. And I was like, what are you talking about? 
I've heard the NFT term here and there, you know, in one ear, out the other. But once he once he he brought that up, it kind of painted this whole new picture of what I could actually do. And once I really went down the rabbit hole of NFTs, I was like, hey, it's about community, it's about brand building, collectibles, like everything I've done already through food and streetwear. I was like, this is I've, I've done this for the past twenty years. Now, it, this is now in a dig, just a digital world. Um, and from there, I was like, okay, I got this. Me and my buddies have this NFT concept we want to drop, but we didn't want to enter the industry the web3 industry because there's so much money involved so everyone's very sensitive with what goes on and i didn't want to look like a cash grab because it's not that wasn't my intention so i came up with this idea i was like yo i i got this i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna create a gift for the this is a gift that i'm gonna do for the community i'm going to buy board Ape because board Ape is the most recognizable nft project out there you can yeah, every celebrity was have, having one at one point on, on every week you see a new celebrity purchasing one and then you can live in another country. And if you understand pop culture, you know what a board ape is. So I was like, I'm getting a board ape, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna utilize the IP because once you buy, once you purchase a board ape, then you, they grant you the IP rights. You can put it on whatever product you want, and you don't have to give any royalties. So once I did that, I was like, I know exactly what to do. I'm gonna build a brand experience with it. Man, that's fire. You know, I, it's, I, every time I talk to like my skeptical friends about Web3 and NFTs... He's I talking always, about me. He's talking about me. Yeah, but <laughs> seriously, I, I just always reference this project because pe- some people are like, why would I want to own a JPEG? Like, what's the point? And it's like, no, like, look what this man has done from owning this JPEG. He's built a whole business around it. And with building this business, you kind of already sparked like a movement or a trend. I feel like I'm going to see you know, other board ape restaurants soon, or it's going to be a board ape chicken spot, or, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I just see it. Cause I just, I see the proofs of concept and what you've done. So I, I, I love that, Absolutely. man. And then one thing I do want to call out too, is that you did it the right way. Like I was talking to Snoop recently and you know, he's been huge in the space. And one thing that he was like really harping on is like, man, before I jumped into it, I did my research. I made sure that I was a part of the community. I made sure that the community accepted me and understood the, the perspective I brought to it. And then I went and did my own project, and, and I see you did the same thing with yours. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, you know, we wanted, I wanted to do it right. You know, make sure not just, not just picking up another gimmick, but I wanted to make sure the, the, the product was the, obviously the product of the burgers legit. I wanted to make sure the experience was unique, right? Like if you work walk into any burger store, it doesn't look like our store, right? Our store is you have the graphics on the ground, the walls, the neon lights going through. You have the cutout characters. We we kind of brought an experience to this food realm. Yeah, it's all, you know, besides being a great burger, it's it's definitely like an Instagrammable uh, photo moment. And that's what I loved about it. I, I went to the opening and I was just finding different spots to take photos and stuff. So I love how you guys built it out. You really didn't skimp on just like the uh, the design of it. Um, one thing I did want to talk about is something you kind of mentioned at the opening is um, tell us about the third mutant ape you had. The, the third, the one that got, the one that got stolen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had four, so I, I had, originally had four, I had four mutant apes. Right, and then um, the reason why I, the reason why I even have mutant apes were I didn't know how to buy an NFT. I had to learn this whole process, which no one, you know, it's really it's not as easy as it looks. I'm like, when I was doing going through the process, I'm like, damn, I'm so I'm a lot dumber than I look. This is not easy. And in January, the market was going crazy. Board apes prices were just skyrocketing, and I didn't know I didn't know that you had to go to the, I had to go since it was so much money, you had to actually go to the bank to wire the money to Coinbase. And when you're wiring that much money, you're trying to transfer it to this thing called MetaMask so that you can so you can purchase NFTs. Once I was transferring it over, they put a hold in the holds for seven days. And I didn't even actually I didn't even know how long the hold was gonna be for. So I was just sitting there waiting. 
And as I was waiting, the price keeps going up. I was like, oh my God, this thing's jumped up another 50, 60 grand. Oh no, 70 grand now. I was like, oh man, I gotta figure, I gotta come up with another game plan. So I, I was like, all right, this whole, every, all the prices are moving up. So I'm just gonna buy a few mutants for now. And by the time I inject more money, I should have, I'll just sell off the mutant apes and I'll have enough to, to buy, to buy um, the, the board ape. But in that, in between that process, I got one of them got jacked out of our accounts. So I got, I lost pretty much like 70 racks. Man, oh, <laughs> yo! It's, but it's, I, I wanted you to tell that story on air because it's such a it's a cautionary tale, and like you know, it really shows you that like there's huge upside to Web three NFTs, but there's also a downside. So you got to really protect yourself and just know, you know, just what you're getting into. I would vomit immediately if I lost seventy racks. Yeah, see, well, I, trust me, that night I was crying. I was like, I was moving everything into this thing called the ledger to protect. I'm learning, I learned security pretty much that night, right after that, right? <laughs> I had, I already had the stuff to, I had the stuff to secure it, but I was so like, well, I was like, I'm not going to get jacked. And then next thing you know, I got hit. And I was like, I became a wizard after that, right? I learned, I learned all of it. Now I know how to, now, now I know how to protect everything. Man, I, I might need your help because right now I'm currently locked out of my Coinbase wallet. What? <laughs> I can't. I got it. Oh. So I didn't back up my phone to the cloud or my Coinbase. I got a new phone, oh, no. and now I'm trying to log in, and I don't remember my 12 word password. But see, the, the thing is, Josh. Right when you, now? Exactly. But the funny thing about Josh is when I told him to get a new phone before we went to Dallas, I said, "Put your stuff in the cloud." He said, "I don't need a fucking cloud." And then I was just oh. like, "Okay." <laughs> no, well, so I don't back up everything to the cloud. I never back up my photos. I actually back up my photos to Amazon Photos. It's free. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> but um, I, I just forgot to back up my Coinbase wallet. I did write down the 12 words. I just don't know where I've re- written it down at. So I've been, like, searching through all my notebooks at home. It's been a mad scramble. Um, hopefully I find it. If not, it's a hard lesson learned in Web3. Oh, tough. It is. It is. It's a very expensive of lesson, but you'll know next time you're going to smarten up a lot. But that, I think that's the, the big part of... Um, what we're trying to do with our project and, and onboarding everyone that doesn't understand the industry, like security is a big part of it. Education is education is big on it. Um, there's a lot of money to be made, of course, but I think I think the most the thing that that attracted me most is the level of impact and the speed of impact that, that the Web three industry makes. And it's gonna it's gonna change a lot of industries and, and and just watch you know we're we're just at the forefront of it right now but it's it's going crazy. No, I I, I have to say like as as the skeptical NFT guy, uh, I I have to say that one thing that and I, I'm glad that you were on the show because like I felt like my my one skepticism about it was that I didn't see enough people in the space that look like me, or I didn't see enough people in the space that were people of color. So it's like for, for not only you to team up with Bun. But to you, you know, you yourself kind of embrace it in that way and then brand it in a different way. Like a lot of times I see it, it's like mostly like tech bros who are just kind of just flaunting it. You're actually using it for a, a positive in a positive way to kind of bring awareness to it, but also like bring people an experience. And I think that's what Bored and Hungry is. And I, and I think that's 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 super awesome. Of course, and I think it's important to actually went I went to a trip out to New York um, and I ended up ended up at an NFT event in like this warehouse abandoned warehouse i didn't even know i was going to i I don't even remember how i got invited there but i got there and everyone was like multicultural people of color and everyone's just sitting there like learning about it and you're like okay this is just the beginning of something incredible and everyone you had guys that were producing music for now there talking about how they're how they were generating building income and making an impact in their fields and it was super it was super dope to see man nice you touched on a little bit earlier but tell us a little bit about your um your nft project that you're working on 
Yeah, so Food Fighters Universe, that's um, um, a project that I've been developing. Um, I keep telling people, I was like, yo, uh, Bored and Hungry is us showing the world what you can do with IP. Uh, Food Fighters is what we're going to show you what we can do with utility. Um, just me coming from in real life experiences, building brands over the years, we are already we already have a team that can execute, right? We're, we're, we're bringing utility and experiences and there's a lot of perks. If you're a holder, you'll get a one free meal a month from the restaurants that we open under Food Fighters Universe. Um, we'll, we'll do a food and music festival that's going to be crazy. We, we're going to open restaurants that are exclusive, but we're going to open, most of them are going to be non-exclusive, but, but if you are a holder, you'll get special perks too. Man, that's fire. That's, that's, it's crazy. Like that, you just, the utility you named are things that are accessible to people and something I'm interested in. Like even just telling me a free meal at the restaurants a month, like, I'm like, all right, like where do I sign up? Yeah. And I think a lot of people ask us like, what if we live in, you know, like Argentina or whatever we, but for us, we're like, if you are in the community, we're going to let you guys vote where we open up next. Like we don't have to own all the restaurants. We can partner up with these restaurants and fund them for them to have a space for the community to go to. So, you know, it, it gives opportunity for like, people around the world to open up restaurants that are funded by the food fighters. Man, I love that idea of just opening up in different places too. I, I, I just feel like LA is just so over, overrun with restaurants at this point. Like I, I even love how all your spots are mostly like in Orange County and just like outside of the city prim, predominantly. But um, but yeah, that's that's a great concept. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited, and I'm trying. I'm trying to. Change, I'm trying to save the restaurant industry at the same time, right? This that's what I'm doing right now. So, even with NFTs, I, I, I feel like I can do that. I can overpay if I do. If I have a successful project, I can overpay my staff, give them all the benefits they want. I can, I can uh, get the best locations, build out the best experience, right? And and if I can do that, that'll you know you'll have happier staff. You'll have people to e- eager to work, and you change the whole culture of what's going on right now. I love that. I, I, you know, what I think about all the time is that in and out, they pay their employees like above minimum wage. And I think even double on, on, on Sundays or something like that. And I think that's, yeah, on holidays. I think that's generally why their employees are more happy and just like, they're just ready to serve you and not, they don't have attitudes. Like it's really a, a company or a restaurant culture. And, and you kind of explain that there. I had, a, uh, I had another question for you. Um, what are your thoughts on like artists kind of getting into like the web three space? Like you see future, he just got a, a board ape. You see Gunna has his board ape tatted on his leg. Like what's your thoughts on that? I think, I think it's a big thing. I think it's going to help onboard everyone else. Right. Cause you need that's the only way to increase mass adoption for people that are skeptical. If they see someone, they know that it's in space, but hopefully you're doing positive things in the space, right? If they, if they are doing positive things. It's going to change the landscape of things and really get people on board that, into a life-changing industry industry yeah no that, that's a great point too because artists literally are like the trendsetters and people the, the people that other people look up to at this point so if they kind of say they stamp it then especially hip-hop artists i feel like they kind of set a lot of just the cultural trends at this point not even fashion trends so yeah that's that's actually that's, and, I, and i think and i think once the once a, a top tier artist decides to release their music or album as an nft I think that's what's going to, it's going to really change things, right? Right now, it's like, you know, people are putting music on there, but you're there waiting, right? If someone like Drake did it, that's going to like completely change the landscape of music. Absolutely. I agree. Um, have you seen what, what in the music NFT Web3 space, what's the coolest thing you've seen? I've seen, I, I'm, I met some guys down in New York that are dropping music and he said, you know, he what he was telling us, was, he's like, I made what I would make releasing music through the normal guess your normal channels will take him like months to make five figures. And he's like, I just made that 
in like three days and I just built a new audience and a new lane. And, and I think for some people you can create aliases through NFT because it's such, it's such a different audience that you can, uh, I guess a good example was uh, DJ Alesso and Ryan Tedder. Um, they, they used their board apes and created a music group, right? And, and this is a great way for them to test test out and explore new sounds that they wouldn't normally put out in a studio album, right? But they could put it out as their board brothers album that they that they're working on. Yeah, man, you're seeing a lot of that in the space. Uh it's funny, I, I look at Snoop. He kinda had um he had an alias when he jumped into the space. It was like Champ Medici or something like that. And then you see like even there's like a board yeah, ape. Yeah, and then there's like a board ape group coming. So I, that's interesting, the alias thing. It just kind of furthers the fact that like NFTs feels a little nefarious sometimes. It's like, oh, it's not my real name. I'm using the AKA. But um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting space. You can be whoever, who you want to be. Exactly. Hey, Andy, I have a question regarding the celebrity interaction, because I'm sure it's exciting for all board ape owners because it brings so many eyes to the digital world. But have there in your circles have there been like any concerns about celebrities using the IP or utilities that could possibly bring down the product or even the price of a board ape? I haven't seen it yet, but obviously with giving everyone IP rights in that so freely that could happen, right? It could be in the wrong hands, and and that's I think that's why when we first announced that we were doing the board and hungry concept, we were, we said only ninety days originally. Because I don't know if if, if Board Ape Yacht Club gets really bad press for doing something bad, then I gotta act. I have to be able to change it to something else, or else I'm gonna get stuck exactly. with a brand that I have no control. Yeah, but I think so, I think there's good and bad to the good and bad parts to it. So far, it's been good, right? But I'm I'm almost sure there are gonna be bad parts that are, that are gonna pop on, and it's gonna it's gonna put the brand in a, in a different light. Awesome, awesome. Well, Andy, I know you got a lot to do. You're a very busy guy. Thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything you want to plug or anything before before we uh, before we get you out of here? No, I just appreciate you guys having me on, and obviously, uh, you know, me, 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 and Josh are talking and cooking up some ideas as well on, on certain things, and uh, hopefully, I can uh, continue to bring the Web three energy in a good light, keep it in a good light, and, and shift industries, and hope to see you guys all on board as well. Awesome. Well, uh, if you're in the Long Beach area, I'm close to that. I actually live in Long Beach. Check out Born Hungry. Uh, here's the. I'm going to go there tomorrow for the first time. In fact, so. Got to support. So if you're in Long Beach in the area, go ahead and, and, and check that out. Thank you to Andy for being on the show today. We're going to go to a song, and then we're going to get into some questions. We're going to talk about future Hendrix when we get back on Black Print Radio. Be right back. Sir, that was my savages future. Before that, long little pimp. We had to do like the Bun B Pimp C tie-in for yeah. our homeboy Andy. You know, we back on on Black Print Radio, of course. Keeping it true. I I didn't even do my AKA to start this show. What's the AKA this week? Um, you shit. Got, you gotta be Pluto P. I could be Pluto P. <laughs> uh, I could be yeah. Pluto P is cool. Yeah. I, I like P's Hendrix. Um, Josh Hendrix. That's you know, it's four letter names: Jimmy, Josh. He's about a J-I-M-I, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, see? We're different. So uh, t- tonight we're doing a little bit of future. 
uh, we're doing a little future appreciation. We're going to open the lines up. So if anybody wants to wants to uh, call in, tap in, talk with me, uh, MC, Josh Pease, we're going to open up the lines. But what we're going to do, we got we had to get around a little bit of red tape tonight because we can't actually play the whole song. The whole, like We can't play all the songs you want to do from Future. It's a little bit of red tape. It's completely fine. What we're going to do is going to play some of Future's influences, some of the artists that have influenced him. So we're going to open up the lines. And the question for tonight is, what was the first time or when was the first time you ever heard Future? I have a great story. Oh, yeah. I have an amazing story. (laughs) I can't wait to tell it. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to go second. Yeah. I want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Let's do it. We're going to open up the lines right now. MC, make sure we we, we put these people into the call. You feel me? So when we get back, we're uh, going to take some calls, and we're going to talk about our first time hearing uh, Super Future, Pluto, Hendrix, anything you want to call them. What I'm going to play right now is Future Swag by Young Thug. Obviously, one of the, one of the artists out that has like the biggest influence from Future, and this was his his homage to Future. If you guys remember this, around Jeffrey time, him and Future were like beefing before that, and then they became kind of friends again. He said he said Future was drinking cheap lean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they were beefing, and, and this this song was kind of the olive branch between the two. Uh, and now, you know, it got us to where we are with these two now. So this is Future Swire from Young Thug from the Jeffrey R. movie right back on Black Print Radio. cadence right here i can i can go all night playing shit like this man it's crazy that record it, i was just thinking on this plan like it's funny the songs that people gravitate towards for yeah. future like for him to name that future song and just the flow the future flow that he was using yeah i'm like oh i know when future used that flow i can't think yeah. of a song currently but it's like that fast rap where it's like damn future like i like the melodic, i like the melodic shit yeah so i'll be looking for that most of the time but you could tell like that you could tell like thug, if thug wouldn't really want to be in that pocket he could and I, and i think that was that was really cool for them to for him to kind of pay homage and, and kind of realize all right i was i was wilding i, I was wrong and then they kind of they, they became friends from there that was young thug future swag off the jeffrey album we are back on black print radio myself j5 josh pease and mc we're talking about future here like I said before the break, we had a little bit of red tape. It's okay, though. We're going to play some future influences. We played a couple of future songs in before, but we're going to play some of his influences, talk about them, because he got a new album coming out on Friday, all right? It's called I Never Liked mm-hmm. You. It's called I Never Liked You. And I know- I know formation Josh, now. We, we in formation now, and, and I, know, I know, Josh, you, um, you, you, you heard a little bit of it. I heard a little bit of it. Um, I'm going to let the- I'm not, I don't even want to speak on it, really, man, because, like- for me, I'm a I, I listen to Future every day. That's not even no exaggeration. That's like real life. Like I listen to that nigga every single day. I just be picking random songs, random albums. Like, and this album is very much it's just Future album. It's it's Away Mafia, ATL Jacob. They're going crazy on there. But um, for me, as just a guy who listens to him all the time, and I told you I like the melodic shit. It wasn't enough for that for me. Like when I heard the title, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like Hendrix Part Two. And it wasn't that, and that's what kind of turned me off a little bit. Yeah. But the album's good. I'm not going to hate on the album before it comes out. I'm not going to be one of them guys reviewing it before everyone else classic, has heard it. Classic, trash or classic. Get the hot take off? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to get a hot take off. <laughs> I, 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 and I only listened to it once. I, I got to listen to it again. But um, but I'll tell you the one thing. The record with Tim's and Drake, fire. Yeah. 
Um, you played us a little snippet. Yeah. yeah. Fire. So, like, I, I just, you know, like, that's the bag I want from Future all the time. And right. I'm, you know, I'm excited for everybody else to hear it. And I'm like, this is one of the albums I've been looking forward to this year. Like, he's been in the studio for so long. And, like, I was just like, damn, when is he coming with another one? And we got uh, Worst Days. Worst Days. Yeah. I didn't love that song. I listened to it maybe three times. Yeah, but I was just like, <laughs> it kind of had me a little like, uh. Yeah. And I told y'all, I told y'all a couple episodes back. And then the Young Scooter came out and he yeah. was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> This the one, and I'm like the finesse guy. You tell us this the one, so I'm like, I'm gonna just let y'all listen to it when it come out, man. That's right. I never liked you. Friday from Future. You're listening to Blackprint Radio. Of course, the, the lines are open. The lines are open for call-ins. We want to know what's your first time. When was the first time you heard Future? What song was it? How'd you feel? I remember the first time I heard Future, man. It was a plus. My guy, one of my best friends. He said, "Hey, man, you gotta listen to this guy." He's got a song called Tony Montana, and this shit is killing it in Atlanta. And I was like, what? So I listened to Tony Montana, and I said, this shit? <laughs> and then be clear. Be clear. I wasn't, like, hating on the South. Like, I loved it. Like, listen, I, I loved it. I was on Jeezy. I was on Gucci, all that shit at the time. But I was just like, for real? Like, I couldn't understand it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At, at first, like, you can't understand what it is at first. Yeah. And then, like, the Drake remix came out, and I was like, obviously, Drake was, like, the biggest artist in the world. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to it because Drake's on there. Then I listened to Pluto, and I was like... Album started with an R. Kelly song. <laughs> you, you feel me? Goats recognize goats. You Future came me. out. Hey. Future came out like years later and said, "I didn't even. We didn't even work on our song together." Like that's why he put it all the way at the, at the end on Pluto 3D. That's funny. Though. <laughs> he disses himself quick. Like literally, a real king, a real king. But I, I listened to it, and you know, it, it was it was like you know. It was such a it was such a a, a special moment for for me to 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 kind of like hear that with everybody else back in two thousand what was it like two thousand and shit it was like two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen almost when when that when that came out and that and that was huge so we got two callers on the line uh we, we want to know what's the first time and when was the first time you listened to, to to future we got uh we got my homeboy Houston's Houston very young is this Houston very young or just Houston what's going on bro what's going on bro it's just Houston. Okay, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? What was the first time you heard Future, man? I'm good. I'm good. Um, the first time I heard Future, I was in college. I was at Grambling to be exact. And um Shout out Grambling. I was with my Yes, sir. I was with my partners from Alabama. I don't know if, I don't know if they just used to sit on live mixtapes all day and just whatever <laughs> came out that day, they hit play on. But one day, um, they was playing Future, and I heard them say, I'm on that um, Big Mo, I'm on that Pimp C, mm-hmm. I'm on that D-Face group. And I'm from Louisiana. We four hours from Houston, so that's the type of shit I grew up on. So when he said that, that caught my ear. I'm like, who the hell is this? Like, <laughs> oh, that's Future. I was like, Future? They was like, yeah, you don't know Future? I said, nah, where you from? He said, he from Atlanta. I like, oh, shit. To see my auntie from Atlanta, so I've been going there my whole life. I was like, shit, yeah, he from the A too. But so yeah, Dirty Sprite was the first one I heard. He was like, well, up. If you like the song Dirty Sprite, now you gotta listen to the whole album Dirty Sprite. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, play that shit then. So yeah, that was the first time I heard Future. So that had to be like when that when that just dropped like 2011, 2012, something like that. I yeah, want to say that's 2011, man. Yeah, 2011. That's, I know it's 2011 because that's the same time I heard Future. Yeah. I'll never forget, bro. I'll never forget the day I was um, was in LA 
I was at this store. Anwar had this store that he used to, like, he basically co-owned. It's yeah. called the Trap House. It's on Pico. This yeah. is, like, before the peas and carrots and all that shit. Um, it was on Pico, Trap House. Now it's a very successful brand out there. Shout out to the Trap House guys. Um, but my homie pulled up to the store one day. My homie, Yori, uh, fire producer. He just produced fucking lemonade for uh, Vince Staples. Shout out to Yori. Go stream that when y'all get off this uh, off this live. So um, he, he pulls up. He's playing all my hoes conceited. He's banging that shit though. He banging it so loud, like his yeah. trunk is rattling. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I walk out the store and I just hear all my hoes conceited. All my hoes. I'm like, I'm like a nigga for a nigga to say that. I'm like, oh, this is the type of rapper I need to be listening to. And it, he had the physical CD, so he he like he like, bro, I got this. I just picked up the CD. Crazy. He just picked up the CD from the hundreds. Oh shit! Guess who dropped these CDs off at the hundreds? Who? Reese LaFleur. Oh my god! <laughs> so shout out to Reese LaFleur. He was on the um the FBG uh, street team. <laughs> he came to LA with these future CDs and dropped them off at the hundreds. Yori picked it up from there. Uh, I heard it from there. Man, it, the rest is history. Like I, I was hooked instantly. I've been a fan ever since. And shit, like he's literally, you know, like. I haven't put him in my top five recently. Like every time somebody asks me my top five yeah. for five changes, like number yeah. five, it'd either be like, it's always like Jay, uh, Biggie, Nas, Pop. Yeah. And it'd be, and then, it'd be open. Yeah. Five be like Kanye sometimes. Like, but, but right now five might be future. So okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, he's definitely in my top five. Like Houston. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling in brother. All right, no problem, man. Appreciate y'all. Man, appreciate you, man. Uh, we also got my my homeboy, Flo. Flo, what's going on, bro? When was the first time you heard Future, bro? Flo. Big Flo, what's happening? Oh, there you go. Yo, what's good? What's good? What's up? What's up? Nothing. My uh, my first time hearing Future was, uh, it was my freshman year in college in 2009. And it was in Orangeburg, South Carolina. I went to Claflin University. And I'm from I'm from Colorado, so the first future song I heard was "Watch This" with Rocco. Oh shit! And <laughs> and it was at like and it was at like a gym party, and like I don't know like how y'all how y'all went to college or just like the gym parties where like the locals would be there and then mixed with the college kids. And so when that song started to play, like the whole crowd just started going crazy, and I was like, oh man, it, it like it like felt different. And that's like when I really got uh, into future and just like his music. Man, that's fire! I, I can't even imagine the first time hearing it and being at a party. I, I, they was L.A. was late on Future. Like they, I remember going to his. Uh, he had the headline show for Pluto. Yeah. It was at um, damn, what's this venue? It's not even a venue no more. Now it's uh, One Oak in L.A. They turned into a club. <laughs> but um, shit, we go to the show and like we front row at this motherfucker. Ain't nobody there. Didn't sell out. <laughs> uh, it was like me and or a couple of the homies. We saw some people from the city we knew. He brought out Kelly Rowland. Um, shit was crazy, and I'm like, damn, this is Future's headlining show in LA, and they they just not even on board. They were sleep. They was too sleep, bro. They they was definitely sleep on him, and, and I think that again, it, it's like things like that grow from the bottom all the way to the top. So I think when he got accepted on the East Coast, that's when it felt okay for everybody to kind of accept him. He, I mean, I think Diddy on same damn time remix really opened it up for him. Mm-hmm on the east coast mm-hmm. and then it came everywhere else because then with diddy's cosign i think that was super important at the time uh but flo thank you thank you bro thank you so much man thank you i appreciate y'all so we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into like one more song and then we're gonna do more i see you guys i see you guys waiting we're gonna bring you guys up to uh to to call in and talk about your experience in the future we're gonna play one more song this is rocco since, since my man Flo brought up Rocco, we got we to gotta play some Rocco. This is somebody that's very influential, very important to Future's career. A1. He the A1 in he the, the he FBG. He the A1 in the FBG. 
they they fell out. Remember remember the Apple Music thing where Future said he gotta apologize. <laughs> I don't. Has, mm-hmm. You think you think Rocco has apologized yet? No, for suing him. Absolutely not. That's, I would have by now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna play. Pride. We're gonna play Rocco. I'm gonna do me on Black Pit Radio. We'll be, we'll be right back with more Q and A. We're gonna bring some people up. So uh, listen to this. We'll be right back. Back again, Black Parent Radio. That was Rocco. I'm gonna do me. We playing future for future appreciation that we're playing songs from artists that influence him and that were influenced by him. I'm J5 here with Josh Pease and MC. We got some more callers. I'm gonna bring them up right now. If you guys are still still with us, come on up to the to the to the front so that we can ask you guys what was the first time you listened to Future? Mark, what uh what was the first time you listened to Future, man? What, what, what's your story, bro? So I was not 1000 era. I'm not Dirty Sprite era. That was 2010, oh. early 2011. I'm not that era. Um, around 2011, I was still very, very into live mixtapes. So if I wanted something from Atlanta, I'd probably go with Scream. I probably da- I was probably downloading a lot of DJ Scream tapes, and he would play some future records from time to time. That's how I heard Tony Montana very early. And um, around that summer 2011 time was when Drake dropped off the care package. Tony Montana was one of the records that he dropped on one of those two. And at that time, I think only around that time, True Story was out. So when I heard True Story, I downloaded True Story off live mixtapes and I heard Magic for the first time. Ooh. I heard Ain't No Way Around It for the first time. And I was like, nigga, what the fuck? And at first I was a little bit hesitant because the early takes that were on Twitter of Future was like, yeah, this is the new age improved T-Pain. And yep. when I heard that, you know, Florida, you know, Florida niggas in T-Pain, yeah. they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold, the, hold the fuck up now. Hold on now. Ain't nobody going to be another, another new age T-Pain except for T-Pain. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this is a little bit wild. But the true story came out. He starts bubbling up throughout the summer. Streets Calling drops in September of 2011. And uh, Gone to the Moon was something that was in my head for a good couple of months. Easter Pink was in my head for a good couple of months. And pretty much it just took off from there. Now, I remember Streets Calling before that dropped. That was supposed to be a Gangster Grills, and it leaked. Was it? Yeah, it was supposed to be a really? Gangster Grills, and that shit ended up leaking. I don't even know how that's even possible, but yeah, I remember before leading up to that, it was like, oh, it's gonna be DJ Drama, Streets Calling, Gangster Grills, and then it just ended up coming out without it. Damn. Um, we got a caller. I'm gonna bring up Better Living Wop to the stage, man. What's going on, Better Living Wop? Big Wop. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? You muted, bro. But that, that is crazy that um, that was supposed to be a Gangsta Girls. Because in the end, we still ended up getting like an elite Gangsta Girls from that in the movie. Yeah, I'm yeah we got the movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm trying to see if I can find like some information around you, you that. Hear, you hear what was going on, man? Welcome to the Black Print Radio. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I just figured out a little central. What's up with y'all, man? We good, man. We good. We celebrating Future tonight, man. I never liked you coming on Friday. Of course, we got to talk about it. Future is one of our, one of our favorite artists on this show. Uh, when was the first time you listened to Future? Man, the first time I listened to Future was like in passing because my homie was like such a big fan super early and i'm from jersey so that's like it was weird for him to be a fan like find out about it so early because it was like bro would you even find this music but i heard ain't no way around it mm-hmm. and i was like this is, this is a cool song like it didn't really blow me away 
But what really like made me a fan was Streets Calling. That came out, I think you guys said what, 2011? And made myself. It might have been 2012, I think, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, well, I was in high school, so I was waking up to Made Myself a Boss every morning. (laughs) (laughs) That was your alarm? Yeah, basically, bro. I was getting dressed to Streets Calling. Whatever moves I was making, I was making those moves to Streets Calling. So that's what really made me like a real like future fan gone to the moon ball forever like these are some of his best songs to me still so yeah, yeah. that's what really made me a fan man that, that was a pivotal tape it's yeah. funny i just looked online and i actually found the artwork where it says dj drama future oh shit yeah it is yeah. right there and then they, they took it off they <laughs> took it off and put a1 fpg <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy no it, and one thing that's really dope to me is that the tri-state area really embraced future and i think that that like but it, but it is kind of crazy, and and I, I want to kind of get your your take on this too, uh, Wop. Like, do you remember when people were saying that designer was was better than future, and people kept playing that shit on, in the trusted area? Where oh, was, was you were you down with that? No, nah, I was never down with that. I was a very New York thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> so that didn't even make it to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a weird time because I couldn't tell if people were serious or joking. People were very serious, so yeah, I, just I, ignored it. I ain't gonna even front that shit was very serious because I just feel like the, a lot of the New York tastemakers and media just yeah. they had this elite, elitism towards the South period and just future. And I think they had this, this thought that, like, yeah, we like future, but like it ain't that hard for him to do that, anybody <laughs> can do it. And then designer came and was doing exactly that and was co signed by Kanye, so they had to take it serious. And they just went crazy, bro. But I never saw that designer. They tried it with Fetty too. Oh yeah, did Fetty. They? Yeah, they did try it with Fetty. Damn, they did Fetty. try. They tried. Was they said, was they, fire, said they said man. Trap Queen was better than March Madness, and it charted better. So that means you know better. Fetty's yeah. gonna be much longer. Yep, that, they tried it. That was a thing. Yeah, that was I a mean, thing. Like, I was from Jersey, so we heard Fetty early, and like the first time I heard Trap Queen, I was like, man, amazing. But I never. Really heard like the future thing like that. Yeah, people are crazy on the internet. Wop, you already know that probably, but niggas is crazy. Oh, yeah, on the internet. Sure. <laughs> but thank you, thank you so much for calling in, bro. Thanks for thanks for tapping in with us. Obviously, we're going to be here every other Wednesday at six p.m. Uh, Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern on Black Print Radio. Join us again, man. We 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 love to have you. Of course, man. I'm a big fan of y'all. I'm subscribed, all that. So keep going. All right, man. Thank you so Appreciate much. Uh, next person coming up. We got JB Great. I think he's he's a big fan of our show as well, man. What's going on, Jay? What's good, y'all? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Yeah. Okay, all right, man. My mic is here. But what's up with y'all? How y'all doing, man? Man, we good. We good. We celebrating future, man. We we got a new album coming out on Friday, man. We excited. That's the best, the, the greatest rapper alive right now, or best rapper alive, whatever they say. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, you already know. But um, my first time here in future was I'm from Portland, Oregon, so I moved down to uh, Pasadena, California, 2012 for college baseball, and I heard it. It's funny though, because what Josh P said, I heard it. I heard uh, "Turn on the Lights" at the hundred. Oh shit! Like, Who the fuck is <laughs> And then I was like, "Oh shit, this shit sounded bumping." So then, literally, like two weeks later, heard it at a house party down. Like heard it at a house party, heard it again. They played that Kelly Rowland with him with Kelly Rowland. I can't remember, can't forget the name of it. I know the, I know the chorus, but I can't. Forget the never end. Never oh. end. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never end. And I was like, "Hey, bro, this this future nigga is fucking." Oh, and then ever since then, man, I've been I've been bad. I've been plugged in with it. So, yeah, bro, it's crazy how 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 it is. It transfers over to the west, and 
I was like, bro, I thought they was there. people looking at me like, you ain't never heard of future. I'm like, bro, I'm from Portland, Oregon. We do not have shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, oh, I ain't never heard nothing, bro. Yeah, man. I want to know what's your favorite future. Like, what's your favorite future songs of all time? Oh my god, that's a good question, bro. That's tough. Yeah, you put you put me on the spot. Okay, uh, if I had to pick, can I pick? <laughs> can I pick three? Three favorite super future songs. Can I pick three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, for the gang, I, I listen to for the gang every fucking day from Sleeper Slimy. <laughs> That's one of the greatest. Oh <laughs> bro. Yo, I'll be bumping that shit. I don't mean that. Like, bro, I'll be rolling up and I'll juggle. I remember one time I was driving and I was driving my whip and I was, I was like, I have to spark to this. But I was flying on the highway bumping that shit. I was like, yeah, this, this shit, yeah. Future yeah. was in his bag making that song. So, Forty Gang for sure. Super Slimy a classic anyway. Uh, gotta yeah. say, I, I like a lot of, like, I don't know, like, this is a tough at party gang is for sure. Hey, bro, honestly, like, this is like picking your favorite child. I can't. I look, I can't. I'm going to name three songs, but just know that these are just songs I just listen to. They're not my favorite. My God, I'm looking at, we both looking at our, yeah, our, our, I'm our app go, right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Go ahead. Off top, power that P. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, power that yeah, P. Hey, that's yeah. for sure one. Um, yeah. And that's just a, because I was just looking at the streets crawling track listing. But like, I love Hendrix so much. Yeah. And like songs like Fresh Air and That's like good. Never Miss a Loss. Like oh. these are like songs where he's like really expanding his sound and like I, I would I wish he would kind of go back to Hallucinating. The, yeah, like those are like songs that you won't really oh. hear from future Ooh. ever again. And those are like classics. Like man, I'm trying to yeah. what else I'm uh, okay, I I'll definitely say hallucinating uh, is my second one. Um oh my god, this guy you you, you really you fucked this up today, man. You really fucked this up today. <laughs> I didn't. I, why did we not expect this? Why did we not expect this question? Hey, I was wondering. I was. I was listening. I'm like, why is nobody asking me my favorite songs? I'm oh, like, nah, you, you, you know what I mean? You got to ask that first. You tapped it. Okay. You know what? My third one, Jordan Diddy. Jordan Diddy, bro. Jordan. Jordan Diddy. Jordan Diddy. Wow, I wouldn't expect that. That's a good one. Oh, that is a damn good song. Pico. I'm just name. I'm just looking. I can't. Like, I have to name something from Pico. Thanks for scrolling. Like, Cause beast mode was my so shit. That, yeah, what? Hey, that that legendary run that he had from like 2014, 2015 is like undisputed. It's amazing. It, I, I, we, see, we, I don't see no one ever. Like, I don't see another rapper doing that ever again. We we like, gotta. I just can't. We gotta. Um, not, even, not even Drake to do that. Shit. We 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 gotta. We we really we really gotta talk about it because no one no one really talks about that like. The more I think about, like, Wicked is one of my favorite joints. In the Mattress is one of my favorite joints. Man. Fucking uh, Birds Take a Bath is one of my favorite joints. Man, like. I was just talking about that run, too, because uh, I remember when 56 Nights came out. That was the year of, like, what, 2015 Coachella. Yeah. And I listened to that whole tape yeah. driving down there. And then, like, that was just a soundtrack to the trip. Because, like, I remember we had this, me and my homies, we had this video. It was high as fuck coming back from the festival. <laughs> And we all had on these, like, this, this house we stayed in had a bunch of hats and sombreros and shit. So we start wearing them. We made this video to that shit. And it's just like, Yo, that's... Yo, I remember so well. So many people was wearing those hats. Yeah, so many people. Man, it's like, really, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I, I that, and that's why I love Future so much. Because when I listen to the music, I attach it to a memory. Like, even Beast Mode, I just think about that album. Like, when I was first start working out heavy, Beast Mode is what I was listening to in the gym. Like, I listened to that whole shit front to back, back to front. And like, yeah, like they just always, it's just always has a good memory attached to his music. Yeah, no, I mean, again, that that's tough. Maybe we should, maybe we should put up on the next episode of Black Print on the podcast. Obviously, 
Maybe we, we, me, Josh, MC, we come up with our top 10 future songs and we, we talk about them on the show. Let's do it. We should do that. We should do it on the show. 10? That's going to be tough. Oh, man. That's going <laughs> to be hard. But, 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 JB Great, thank you so much for, for, for tapping in with us, man. Thank you for tapping in with us, not only on Ant, but also on our podcast, bro. I, I, I see the love you, that you show us, bro. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Anytime, man. Y'all already know. You know what I mean? Y'all keep doing y'all thing, keep striving. Keep, man, just keep doing it, bro. Y'all doing great, man. I'm glad for y'all. I'm real proud of y'all getting this amp shit. Thank I'm you, man. I'm about to start doing this shit. Hey, man, tap in, man. Let, it's, let, it's a lit app. <laughs> shit, fire, bro. Let us know. I'll, I'll join your shit. Yeah, bro. let let me know. We'll 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 uh we'll guest star on your shit, man. Let let us know, bro. We'll we'll, we'll make time, bro. For sure. Well, we, thanks so. Thank you. Appreciate it. No, for sure. Well, we coming to the end of the Black Print Radio episode for this week, man. This shit this shit goes by so fast, bro. Like I I think that it's like. It literally, we we just started like two seconds ago to me, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. I make sure that you listen to the Black Print next week. We're recording in a couple of days, I think. We're gonna record the next episode. Uh, we're gonna be talking about future. We're gonna talk about the album, obviously. But we're also gonna be talking about some some other stuff. We're gonna talk about the greatest scams of all time. Me and Josh been oh, watching. Man. We've been we've been watching some scam ass TV for the I'm past so month. So excited to talk about these goddamn scams. <laughs> NFTs are not a scam though. Shout out to Andy uh, again. Yeah, shout out Appreciate to Andy, you, brother. Shout out to Andy. Shout out to our caller. Shout out to everybody to show love with us. Even if you tapped in for a couple minutes and you dipped out, thank you for listening to our second episode on uh, Amp. So we're gonna be right back at you guys. I, I never have my calendar open, but you know I'm an idiot. But we're gonna be right back at you guys on May 11th. May 11th. May 11th. That's gonna be a crazy week for me. But I'm going to make time. We're going to make it happen. Man, it's gonna be live <laughs> I'm actually going to be with y'all on May 11th. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. We all in person. We all in person for that one. We're so probably going to do it from a strip club. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for, for listening. We're going to schedule the show. Make sure you guys tap in with us. Uh, and we're going to play uh, We're gonna play some 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 outcasts on, on, on the way out of here. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, I am J5. That is J- uh, Josh Pease. And that is also MC. Thank you guys for listening to Black Bear Radio. B&D all day. We'll hear you get over. We'll be back with you guys uh, next Tuesday for another episode of the Black Print. Make sure you follow us uh, at, at OG Johnny Five and at Justin Pease and at My Man MC. Uh, if you if you don't have our Patreon, make sure you tap into our Patreon for five dollars. You get all of our episodes early. You get extra episodes, and we get that Josh Pease vlog that we we are so patiently waiting. I'm on. I'm gonna give you all the abridged <laughs> version, man. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all the version that that that, uh, that boy Josh boy the motherfucking TikTok made. Oh my god! Got the, got the, uh, the Austin theme song, so it's, it's dope. All right, so we'll see you guys later. Peace out.